I would go out of my way to attack you. Far of mine, for a time, I would slip out the middle of the ocean and freaking eat It's gonna be the best fucking tuna you have ever fucking had. Your bird tuna! Alright, we're back. This is the Yardbird Tuna Show. I'm your host, Tuna. And today in the house, we have Scott. Yo, yo. Scotty. <laughs> Although Scotty's the other guy. That's another friend of ours. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Without saying your last name, I don't know how to come up with a fucking proper nickname. I'm Scotty okay. Too Fast. I'm Scotty. okay with the last name because that's how everyone knows me. Scotty Talon Too Fast. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the episode that I've been hoping to do for a long time now. Um, I think I'm going to call this car culture because we're really not going to just talk about race cars or muscle cars or tuner cars. Like it's it's even as far as like the donk rides and Jeeps, trucks, anything, motorcycles, whatever. If it's got a fucking motor and we could bolt some wheels to it, let's talk about that shit or if we can make it go fast yeah well i mean fast is cool but sometimes you want to put a little chrome on it and just fucking roll around you know some low riders some old school fucking just cruisers and we've definitely been through our paces with the different types of vehicles <coughs> so i think it's definitely appropriate to be car culture versus tuner or off-road or muscle or whatever yeah i mean we definitely got our favorites i mean i'm an old school rat rod kind of guy you're you're more modern. I'm not going to break your balls and say you're strictly tuner, but you're... No, I'm definitely not because I definitely want a Chevelle in the driveway one day, but... But you'll probably be a Chevelle with an LS in it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> It'll start off with a big block, but it's definitely going to go modern so you can just turn key and drive it any season. Yeah. And I want modern suspension so it's comfortable to drive and me, the wife, and the kids jump in it and go cruise versus a bounce down the highway on fucking, you know, old leaf springs from the 70s. So that's like your dream car, like, what are you saying? Like a 70 or 60? 70 Chevelle. Yeah. That's what it's been since I was little. And uh, that's what the, the two headlights and the, the pinch nose? Four headlights, yep. Yeah, or four. Single headlights is the like 71, 72. Oh, okay. 69 okay. and 70 shared four. But the 69s are different looks. And I don't like them. Hmm. What about 66, man? Old. See, the old Chevelles I can get down with. Because yeah. uh, I actually worked on a black one at, at that shop we started down in Tinicum. Uh, it was a black 67. With a 396, uh, three or four speed, and that was a beautiful car. There's a guy right down the street here that uh, does a little street racing. He's got a 66. The car's name is Shelly. Mm -hmm. It's a famous Delco car. He's got a video right now we can pull up on YouTube of him doing a fucking Dominic Toretto, standing that bitch up <laughs> on his fucking bumper. That's what's like, up. Right down there, you know, behind the airport, like fucking lined up with another car, just fucking weird, dragging that Wheelie bumper. Wheelie bars or? Nope, nope. Oh, guy, so he just touched his bumper? Dude, or? the guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> dragging the gas tank right down the fucking street, dude. Oh, yeah, let's put all the sparks with the fuel. Great nah, idea. I mean, I don't think, I'm certain that he doesn't have a gas, it's probably a fuel cell in the fucking trunk or something, yeah. but uh, yeah, no fucking joke right there, man. That's so. awesome. I mean, we'll see. So, uh, so the, my projects, what I got going on, I got the Malibu over there. We got the Jeep. Uh, the Jeep's coming along. I got to build some 44s and an 8.8 for it. Yeah, I saw and, you have uh, that one in your garage that you, uh, you, looks like you're most of the way through it. What's that, the rear? I don't know. It was the it's one that's the at the higher shelf. It looked, like it, was, <laughs> it looked like it was the front axle, actually. The one that's up on the higher shelf. Okay, so that's the Dana 44 that's going to be in the front. Okay. Yeah, that's a uh, Wagoneer Dana 44 that I got a... Uh, what do I got, an e-locker? No, I don't think it's an e-locker. It's a 
some kind of locker. It's a manual locker, but it's got manual locking hubs. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask if it was daily, air driven or electronic. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's I think it's mechanical locker. Okay. So it's just it engages with friction. Okay. You know, like I think when it's just when you're going on a straight line, it's locked. You know, if you turn, it, it loosens up. What the fuck is that called, man? I'm totally drawing a blank, blank right now. Detroit Locker, maybe? Well, Detroit's the company. They make multiple types. Uh, yeah. All right. So I just sound like a fucking buffoon. A fucking buffoon right well, it's now. it's not together yet. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I got going on with the Jeep. That's going to be a spring over kit on a YJ with a fucking, I don't know, a set of stock springs. So that'll make me like a six-inch lift kit. Yeah, because the, the spring over, I think, is what, three or four? Spring over, what, that's on there now? The spring over that you're going to put on it should lift you three or four, right? No, no, no. So it, what what guys do, I got a four-inch lift on it right now, a three-and-a-half-inch lift. Mm -hmm. With 33s? Yeah, so you go ahead and you buy yourself some, like, uh, like Crown Automotive, like, remanufactured, not remanufactured. Uh, Refurbished? Uh, what the fuck is it called? Just OEM mm -hmm. leaf springs all the way around. And For you, that YJ? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So then you just put the axles underneath of the springs, and that gives you like a five and a half. Six yeah, versus lift. versus on top. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically lifting it the amount of your tubing, plus just the, by moving it. Well, plus the bracket. The okay. bracket's got some like an inch gap. So you're too. talking almost four inches, just on that, just yeah. by moving the axle down. Yeah, I wish I would have thought about that ahead of time instead of spending all this fucking money on. Didn't you have research with that though? That it was bad for the YJ or no? That was your reverse shackle kit. That's what that was. Yeah, that. Uh, Which I think you took care of, didn't you? Yeah, because you were rubbing real bad back. on the front. Yeah, yeah. So that was a whole fucking process: cutting all them brackets off, rewelding all that shit on there, get my balls broken by the mechanic next door. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good. Yeah, my buddy Eric. So uh, anyway, so so Scott, let's introduce you, man. Yes, sir. We met, I think, in ninth grade. Correct. Yeah. Interboro High School. I'm going to tell you how I remember it, and you can either <laughs> laugh at me or you can say, no, 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 that's not what happened at all. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I'm fairly certain we were like in English class or one of them fucking I think it classes. was Mrs. Schwartz? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I think I remember it. And I think I was like, uh, hey, man, you skateboard too? And you were like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think it was something along them lines. You definitely did not want to talk to anybody. Or at least me, that's for sure. Well, at the beginning of it too, though, was um, I was more into rollerblading. And skateboarders and rollerbladers back then mostly hated each other for some reason, which was stupid. Because we didn't necessarily hate them, but most skateboarders hated us. So they could go to Love Park and get our balls busted and stuff. So Meh. it was definitely being the shy, picked on kid and rollerblading. Definitely going to just keep quiet, keep my head down, and shut the fuck up. You know what's funny? Dude, we're supposed to be talking about cars, but I feel like we're going to talk about this for a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, man. Dude, I I think if you ask skateboarders nowadays who they would prefer to have out there in the skate parks with them, they would say rollerblading. As opposed to bikes and scooters. definitely scooters. Jesus Christ, man. That shit's ridiculous. I still skateboard occasionally when my fat ass feels like getting out of wind real quick. So I'll go down to FDR and pump around there like three times, and I'm like, all right, it's time to go home and die in my fucking couch now. <laughs> but, um, dude, like, admittedly, the scooter kids are fucking absurd, dude. Like, look, man, I get that everybody wants to do something unique, but I don't know, man. I, I really feel like you can only spin the fucking scooter, like, so many times and do a little whirl with the thing. Or, like, you, you're kind of limited on what you can do with it. 
you know? I feel like that anyway. I'm not a scooter guy, but anyway, I feel like rollerblading is cooler than scootering. That's what I'm getting at. My whole point here is, is rollerblading was more difficult a task to do when it came to the tricks and the intricacy of of doing what we did i mean i rollerbladed too you know so well that's where that whole mind frame we would get from them those skateboarders are like oh it's attached to your feet it can't be hard no i can't bail motherfucker yeah. you can step off not only that <laughs> bending your fucking legs all up like that dude, yeah like, like you're you're bending your your ankle down to where it's almost touching the ground and trying to get your foot sideways which isn't normally humanly something you do every day and then here we are like dumbasses trying to get our foot on top of a ledge that's at our hip like goddamn retards trying to fall off of that shit and then bust your ass or you're falling your shoulder or get meatball on your hands to where you cut up and you can't even write i'm kind of surprised actually you know so like the whole parkour thing is like a kind of like a big thing right now especially in like europe and mm -hmm. like maybe not in this country so much but uh it's 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 got a following but I'm surprised. Remember back when they had like them shoes with the fucking little block? soap shoes? Soap shoes. They're soap actually. Shoes. Uh, I was actually. I'm, I'm on a bunch of rollerblading pages still today, and um, apparently they're trying to make a comeback. So everyone's really? posting the old school pictures that they found. I actually have the picture here that I was uh, talking about. But yeah, that, those were the big things with the grind plates in the middle. Dude, I'm surprised that parkour guys haven't jumped on that and like done, you know, like like merged it, you know. I think that would start getting a little carried away because they're all about balance and relying on their feet. That inquires a new like a thing where like now you're sliding on something. You're not actually grounded. You're not physically planted. And I think that's what they rely on though is planting themselves on their hands and feet. Eh, they better stop being such pussies because I think they should do remember it. Remember them? Yeah. They were called, these ones were specifically called Look the Chernobyls. They're navy blue with lime radioactive green with the plates in the middle shit yeah they still for sale i want a pair of them dude they're all over like ebay and shit but they're really? astronomically priced because it's a, a fad really yeah damn that's where i found that picture because uh they were talking about it on the rollerblade page and i'm like yep here's a picture <laughs> how much did they go for i got money. 60 70 bucks that's it well yeah that's a lot though man their shoes were only like 30 or 40 when they were new you're talking almost double the price i'm now. fucking buying five pairs <laughs> You Dude, spend I'm your money be, however you want. I'm going to be that guy walking around wearing fucking soap shoes, grinding on fucking ledges with my feet. With my feet. Well, back to one of those old podcasts you had. You better get those old 19, 20-inch Jinkos on. Yeah. Get some parachute pants, parachute, baby. UFO pants. Dude, remember that? <laughs> That's so funny, man. 90s kids, dude. They don't even know. These kids with their fucking... Dude, what's... Listen, I was talking to my wife about this. I don't understand the sweatpants thing either. They wear like tight sweatpants. That hang off their ass. Well, that's stupid too. Like I think, dude, how, how can you have tight clothes and yet your shit is still falling the fuck off? Like, did you buy like super tight, but the size too big? Like, I don't understand. I mean, I used to sag my pants, but my pants were fucking huge. Yeah. I wore a size like 26 jeans and I was wearing 42 fucking waist size with a belt and a bungee cord. And we would do that to have it be real baggy in your yeah, legs and all that shit. You know, but I mean, that was the point to have it kind of like, I don't know, that was like the thing, but like, dude, I'm just, but anyway, the tight sweatpants, like, dude, you're walking around in fucking spandex pretty much. Yeah. I don't get it, dude. I'm just not, I'm, I'm all the new trends. I'm, I, I'm still me from before and I, I've, my pants have tightened up a little bit, but they're still baggy. I just can't do all this new stuff that they do. Like, I work in the inner city all the time, and I see these kids with sweatpants that, like, my daughter couldn't fit into. Yeah. And they're so tight at the bottom, and then they're even starting to wear them up a little bit on their shins like women do and have them hanging off their ass. But, like like you're saying, it's like a, a small sweatpant up to a large waist. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, listen, that's how I know I'm getting old. That's how I know. <laughs> We're the so. old guys. 
So let's uh, let's keep going here. So so we skateboarded and rollerbladed most of we our also high biked. school and bike. And yeah, bike. we did all three. Dude, you know what? All right, we're still not going to talk about cars yet. I took my wife and the baby to Glen Olden Park. Oh, Christ. To go see if the jumps were still back there. It's all grown in. Nobody, I don't think kids do that shit no more. Um, that, I don't know if they do like that. It's a lot of street riding now, but like me and my old buddy Bob actually bought new bikes and started trying to ride a little bit again. And um, we went down to Drexel Brook and some of the bumps are still there. But no one's groomed them anymore. But like old school guys are coming back. Like if you remember the company Little Devil, yeah, yeah, they made Derek. a new yeah. Derek's back to riding again. He has his trails redone, and there's videos up all over Instagram and shit. And they're crazy. Back to being you know six to ten foot tall. Where's he at? Where's the, where are they at? I don't know exactly where he lives. But I, I thought he was a like he posted, a Delco guy. Mm-mm. No, no. Nah, Derek was always from up. I don't know that way. I don't know past yeah. Upper Darby and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, his trails are huge, and they're in his backyard supposedly. He had a skate park for a while and all that stuff, but. Like, all those old school guys are still riding, but uh, we went down and checked out Drexelbrook, and there's still bumps there. I haven't gone on the Glen Olden, but uh, I know, like, we used to have those trails in Norwood, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norwood ones are... Your brother actually took those over, and he was getting wild for a little while. Yeah, but he was on a mountain bike when he was doing them. It's kind of... No, like, right before that, when me and him, uh, when we worked at Artistic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was BMXing with him. Dude, that was a while ago. I was BMXing with with him then, and, uh, dude, he was crazy then. And then then you started, then I saw him start mountain biking, and then he got sponsored. And everything he does, he does to the max, and he's great at it. You got to answer that? Nah. Yeah. I was going to say, we can hit the pause. But, uh, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I guess people are still doing it. I don't know. I feel like I got a mountain bike downstairs. Sometimes I'm thinking, like, what if I had a BMX bike, you know? I do. Yeah. I bought one that's appropriate to my size now, not the stuff that we used to ride because we were smaller then. What is it, a 26-inch cruiser? No, or? no, no. I still ride a 20-inch a, um, a wheeled bike, but yeah. um, I now ride a frame that's a 21 and a quarter inch top tube length, so it's a more appropriate for my height versus length on my handlebars and stuff, and I can actually manual and bunny hop and all that stuff that I couldn't do on my old bike that was shorter top tube. Yeah. Bob made me realize all that. We were doing all the geometry and shit. He actually went up and bought a new uh, Brian Foster 22-inch or 24-inch BMX bike, which is pretty cool. But uh, no, I have a, a Fit Mac 2 that I ride. No kidding. Yeah, I used to have a Fit. I had, I bought a bike. I had a bike for a while there, a long time ago. I don't know. I don't know where the fuck that went. Probably drugs. Probably went to drugs. <laughs> and probably not for the right amount. Yeah, really. Here, here's my $600 bike, dude. You got like uh, 50 bucks of drugs? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Ah, poor, poor decisions. So uh, so we grew up skateboarding, mm-hmm. rollerblading, riding bikes. Uh, I went in the military and kind of went away for a while. Yes, sir. And then, uh, yeah, I guess when I came back, you were into cars. I was starting to get into cars. Um, that was tuner days, man. That was yeah. the fast and the furious days. And I think when you came back... That's when you bought your Neon, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 05 Neon SXT with a fart can <laughs> lowered. Yep. Yeah. You got me into that scene because I, I bought a 2001 um, RT five-speed with the Magnum engine that we all souped up and raced and did all that dumb shit with fucking Dodge Neons. Yeah. Good fun, God, man. we couldn't have picked a worse car to get made fun of with having a chick car. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? I, listen, man. Admittedly, I still want an SRT4. I want one. I want to. I want one, and I want to put it in the garage. I out remember back. the first time your mom let me drive hers, dude. That was 
That's a pretty nasty. I car, look like man. a shithead driver though because the RPM range is so different on a boosted car versus naturally aspirated. I jumped in hers thinking I was gonna rev it out like I did mine, and it lost all power and dove forward. And your mom's like, <laughs> "Shift!" I'm like, "Thanks, Kathy. I gotta go." <laughs> Smash the gas down, hit third gear, and her car would spin tires through third and fourth. Yeah, dude, it was pretty pretty cool little car, man. Which I will say was badass that your fucking mom had an SRT4 turbocharged car. Yeah, we're we're kind of that kind of family, you know. We do eccentric shit in this family. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I think her car now. What is she driving now? Oh no, she's got uh she just bought a new vehicle. I think up until I think even the last car she had was a turbo. I think it was a um Kia Sorento turbo though. Oh, like, like that 2O or whatever it was. TGDI or yeah. whatever the fuck it's called or something. I mean it's not like a race car or nothing, but but it still had a little little giddy up to it, you know. But, uh, yeah, so we did our tuner days. Um, um, actually, right before that, though, we did our four-wheel stuff. It started because you had that Samurai that you came Dude, that back. was two-wheel drive, though, man. I know, but, like, do you remember? Oh, God, I was with my ex. I'm not going into all that. But the uh, the day you called me for my supposed bachelor party, stuck in the fucking woods up in what? <laughs> you were up in uh, oh, that Trainer? Was yeah, that was yeah, your Marcus Hook. stuck in the woods using a come-along trying to get your Suzuki Samurai <laughs> or sidekick out of the mud. And I came well, up with my, uh, I had a Toyota 4Runner. yeah. Oh, did you have the four runner? I had a black four runner, and my four wheel drive died trying to pull you out because it was fuse related to the dash, and the ten amp fuse blew, and it kicked the four wheel drive out. So me and you were stuck like assholes in two wheel drives. No shit. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember you had a come along you took from your dad. That's how we got you out, and then I got out by not trying to pull you out anymore. Oh, huh? No kidding. Yeah, so I found them trails, and I actually didn't mean to get stuck. Like, I didn't mean to like. Yeah, because you know, finding you was hard because you had to go over that big. Um, it was like a six foot. I guess, water vent of some sort, but it was like all cement and it had like dirt on both sides. You're like, yeah, just go over that, man. I'm back here somewhere. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you can still get back there. Oh God, man. I remember that car though. You, you had that giant subwoofer box with like two 15s in the back of it. Yeah, I dude. laid on top of it because you, and you had someone in the passenger seat, but I was on top of the subwoofer box because we were going somewhere to skate. Huh? No shit. You remember how you got that here? You put it in the back of the moving truck. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And then you had yeah. to back up to the dock over, what was it, 9th Street? Or no, not 9th Street, but somewhere in Edison. You backed up to that one dock to get it off of the damn truck because you had no idea. Once you got here, like, how do I get this truck off this thing? <laughs> Dude, it sat in the back of that truck for like three days. That's what I'm saying because you were like, uh, this doesn't have a lift gate. I don't have a, I don't know how to get this truck out of this moving truck. It was like well, a 26 foot U haul truck. I, I kept saying, I knew that I could go to one of the local trucking companies and find. A loading dock to fucking just drive. But you have out to be back. able to drive off of it. Yeah. So <laughs> that was the thing. I so I knew that RF trucking kind of like went bankrupt, and I was like, uh, I think I was back there just kind of walking around, and I was like, dude, I know that there's got to be something back here. And dumb fucking luck, there was that. There was like a a loading dock in the middle of the parking lot, mm -hmm. so I could perfectly just back right up to it and drive the fucking truck right out of the back. And that was, you know, like, so anybody that's listening, that was when I left the military. I was down in Fort Hood, Texas. Jesus, I remember that. And uh, I didn't have a way to get the vehicle home, and I didn't want my, you know, now ex to drive the fucking thing behind me. And I think if I remember right, you were telling me also the military would pay you to move by weight, so you're like, fuck it, I'm stuffing that truck in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to admit to anything in case there's some military people listening right now. Hey, man, but you had to do what you had to do. You had to move your whole life up here in a truck. Yeah, yeah. That's part of your life. Dude, you know what's funny is when we were driving back, I remember we kind of got lost. We got off the highway somewhere. I'm thinking like... I don't know, man. I, I don't even know. Uh, 
maybe we were in Kansas or something. We we got off the fucking highway and we drove down some little road. And I was like, I don't know. I just want to go to a fucking Walmart and get some snacks and shit. And we got lost in this little neighborhood. This is now remember, this is 2003, prior yeah. to like GPSs on your phone that oh, would tell you where shit. everything's at. There was nothing. There was nothing, you know? Printed so, up Google Maps or whatever the hell it was. If I recall correctly, that was in the era of Razor phones, the flip out Razor yeah, phones. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Motorola Razor phones. Yeah, <laughs> that, the hot shit, dude. You could break them in a heartbeat by putting them in your pocket. Yeah. So, so uh, we got off the highway. And me and my wife, or ex-wife, were driving this truck, and the cops followed us because here are two fucking weirdos. <laughs> in a moving truck. In a moving truck. So they asked us to, like, pull over, and then they wanted to search the back of it. And the guy was like, holy shit, there's a fucking little truck back there. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I'm in the military. We're driving the fuck home. Yeah. And the guy was like, uh, he, dude, he climbed up in there and looked around. Like, he, I guess he thought we were shipping drugs or something. I well, was it like, could have been anything, man. They could have been looking, thinking you're transporting people, drugs. I don't know. I just thought it thinking was Thinking it's stolen that you pull up with a moving truck. Yeah, I uh, barred the truck. <laughs> I started laughing. I showed him, like, my fucking paperwork from the military that I just got out. I'm like, yeah, dude, everything's legit, man. You can, yeah. you can look at anything you want. There's nothing in here. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so yeah, man, that was that little fun story. So, uh, came back, we did a little off-roading. You got married and divorced relatively quick. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, we got into the cars. The we tuner did, shit. We did the tuner cars. Uh, I still, back then, tried to dabble in the fucking... That's when I started doing the V8s a little bit. I think you actually picked one of your first ones up. It was like a yard engine you got from someone or whatever, and it just sat... Just, the engine just sat there. Like, you never put it in a vehicle, but you had it. So Dave Toast, from one of the earlier episodes, sold me a motor. Mm -hmm. uh, a 351 Windsor motor out of a fucking Bronco or something. I or, think I remember that, man. Yeah. Because so, I think it over... As far as I remember, it only ever made the disassembly stage. Yeah, well, so that was the big <laughs> joke. Like, to this day, like, him and his his brother and, uh, you know, people that know the, you know, the whole story... That was the big joke is that I was going to hot rod this perfectly good running 351. You know, I was going to hot rod this motor and put it in a Mustang or something. Never got a Mustang. Ripped the fucking block all the <laughs> way apart. Sat there in pieces for like, I don't know, a year or two years. And then eventually I probably scrapped it. But because, uh, you know, my garage was not a watertight fucking garage and it probably had... You know, was that back in that little garage thing you had where it only fit the four wheelers and like one row of shit next to it, or was that before that one? Uh, no, we had a corner garage. Me and Dennis ran in a corner garage that was like, uh, it was over there next to Arby's on Chester Pike. Oh, I'm thinking when you were across the street from Arby's before that. Yeah, that was a different one. I'm sorry, I was thinking the wrong garage. Yeah, no, I don't think I had a motor then, but uh, but it's all part of the learning process. So like, they break my balls because I used to rip them apart. And was but it. I'll tell you what, now you were asking me, what, a week or two ago about the motor that I built now. Yeah, that and motor you got in that thing is nasty, man. I'll say this, that motor was only possible because I did know what the internals looked like, and I did tear that other motor apart, but at least I knew what the fuck I was looking at. So when I went to put yeah, this, this motor together... this wasn't your first time doing it. Yeah, so when I went to put this motor together, I just did it in reverse, and I was just real fucking careful and measured everything and... You know, took it apart six fucking times to remeasure everything because I was terrified that I was going to grenade this fucking thing. You yeah, know? you got to start all over. You know, the other joke that Dave Toast loves to break my balls about is that Regal that I owned for a brief oh. while there. 
And, uh, dude, let me tell you about a young, stupid 20-something-year-old kid that couldn't get the distributor back into the block. And you hammered it? So I lightly tapped on the fucking <laughs> top of it with a fucking hammer. Did it chew any tooth? Didn't chew the teeth up, but apparently it split the cam. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, I think the cam was already split. I believe that it, it Did was... you acquire that Regal from Dave? Yeah, yeah. I think a... I remember that car. Did he he used it to had... run it with like a four fifty five in it or something, didn't he? He had a four fifty five well, so he Christ. bought it. He bought it and didn't want to fuck with it. So, I remember that uh, car. Yeah. I think the cam was already split. He's gonna break my balls. I'm that sure you did it. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he hears this episode, he's gonna call me up and tell me that I'm a fucking idiot and I'm full of shit and the car ran when he sold it to me. I think he sold it to me for a thousand bucks and um it was built to be like a like a strip car. Like there was no yeah, that was the stop the fire, sign stop sign type car. Yeah, there was a the firewall was wiped clean. There was no fucking heater AC in this car. It was just a fucking motor. There was no wipers. Mm -hmm. Like this was strictly a drag car. We're gonna take this car and whoop its fucking ass, twist it up. The couple times that I did drive it and launched it, dude, it twisted that car hard. I don't like doubt it. fucking hard. <laughs> so. Uh, <sighs> get him dave oh man <laughs> what a shame man i could have had a fucking regal i think it was an 86 or an 87 regal with a 455 in it yeah that car was nasty i remember the, the last time i saw it running i didn't actually get to see it much when you had it was dave was driving it and he popped up to maybe one of the body shops we were at but he just popped up and he had his arm hanging out and you couldn't even hear him talking because that goddamn motor glug 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 yeah. glug glug and i just actually shut it off just to talk dude speaking of big motors so you guys sold me that caddy, that fucking motor oh that was in that, I missed caddy. that car, dude. I wanted to keep it just to keep it in the family and fix it, but I didn't have anywhere to put it, man. And my mom just couldn't deal with the memory of seeing it in the driveway. So it had to go. Well, I'll tell you this. It had to go from me too, because that thing needed so much fucking work. Oh yeah. Dude, it was bad. Yeah, like, I, when I started looking into it, I was like, holy before shit. Before he passed, I actually drove it one time. Um, I took it all the way up to Chester Springs to the body shop I was working at at the time. And I had to literally add two quarts of oil to make that drive one way. Yeah. So I didn't know it was eating that much oil because he only ever drove from home to work, which was literally half a mile. So yeah. he, he didn't know. He never drove it long. <laughs> but that car was awesome. It was a 72 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Yeah. Had, had what like a 472 cubic yeah, 472, inch is that big what it was? block jesus christ that fucking thing so i ripped the carb off and took it next door to my buddy eric yeah. he used to uh do carbs all the time when he was younger so we ripped this fucking carb apart clean it all out dude fucking stack stick it back on there do a little bit of tuning on it and i'm telling you dude it was a limited slip rear also mm -hmm. so i guess caddy had their own rears back then or, or i don't know it didn't i don't think it was a Chevy 10 or 12 bolt. I, I don't know. I don't think sure. it was a standard GM product. Yeah, I think Caddy had their own rears because I remember the uh, the output or the uh, input shaft and everything on it, like the uh, the housing for the fucking pinion was kind of offset and it looked goofy. It didn't look like a typical GM rear. Anyway, that bitch was a limited slip and I could light them tires up all the way down the street all of a sudden. Dude, that had to be a, what, 6,000 pound car? It was awesome. I miss it, dude. Seafoam green. Uh, it had the dark green top, and what he wanted me to do was rip it off because it was just a Landau top, so it was just a covering. He wanted me to strip that off, and it had those tiny little metal rivets in it because the trim snapped onto that. He wanted me to grind all those off and fill the holes and make it one color. Yeah. And that would have been cool because you didn't really do a lot of that. And then me and him never got into that, and the harder thing we were looking for was those those fenders on that car were 
eaten up at the bottom. They were destroyed, and I was trying to find him new ones, but the only ones I could find were five, $600 for ones that were not much better. Yeah. And I wasn't going to pay a 1000 bucks for two fenders that were shit. Sometimes they sell them pockets, you know? Yeah, just the bottom pieces. Yeah. Because that's all it did was it collected shit and just rotted out and ate away. The quarters were pretty rough. The quarters were... Uh, he actually bought that from an old woman whose really? husband passed, and it was sitting in a garage, and it had like... 25 30,000 miles on it and he bought it for like 4,000 bucks. Hmm. And that was 12 10 10 years before I think he passed. No shit. He got that car it was it still had a shine to it. The top was still in good shape and then uh. he just let it sit outside but it was an old woman's car that had low mileage it was beautiful. He couldn't not buy it. I'll tell you this dude. I'll tell you this. So you know that I got the 1980 Malibu sitting yes. over there under a fucking tarp. And if I still owned that caddy... <laughs> you going to put that 472 in it? Dude, <laughs> that would be the fucking motor to go in that car. That motor, it I think... would have been Numbers for numbers, I think they said it was putting out like 450 torque or something like that. Like yeah, some, it had to. That car was so big that it had to have... And it still had Getty up for being that big. So I can't imagine if you chopped the weight in half that it wouldn't yeah. have just lifted the tires or don't come close to it. Yeah, dude. You know what? Maybe I'm going to just... Maybe I'm going to find one of them motors. I think I should do a caddy motor. Big block caddy motor. Maybe a 500 cubic inch. So I don't know if you know about caddies. Uh, minimal. Caddies had the largest cubic inch production motors. That's back in the... For like, multiple years. Because I know that was like one of their flagship things that they could say that they had the largest cubic inch motor. So the 472 came out. And then a little bit after that, I think they did the 500. So, like, the Eldorados mm -hmm. are front-wheel drive, 500-cubic-inch motor. front-wheel yeah. drive. Yeah, well, you let's, know. Let's see how many more things we can go wrong. Let's turn the shit sideways. Fucking road, <laughs> well, roadkill. Uh, so, you can take them motors and change the pan out and a couple yeah. of things. And, and it's it's a good motor. It's not a sideways motor, though. So, it's was not, that the later Eldorados they did that with the North Star engines where they turned that shit 90 degrees and made them transverse? Um... What do you mean? Where it's a sideways motor? Yes, Cadillac did that later. With it, the, they turned it ninety degrees and had it sideways with the transmission, still front wheel drive. Um, it was some sort of V eight, but no. Like if you remember an Eldorado, it's a long car. That whole fucking motor and the transmission <laughs> are in front of that axle. So like that whole fucking. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily in front. I think that's the, a lot of weight. The trans kind of is tucked underneath it, a motor a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or I've never really seen one in person, but I believe. It is a forward-facing motor. I could be totally fucking wrong here. Maybe I'm an asshole and I don't I know. Think I think I might be I'm thinking of later Eldorados because it was specifically the North Star engines that were sideways. Yeah. Well, these were I remember considered... seeing the intake bubbles just lined. As soon as you open the hood, seeing lines longitude, and you're just like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But that was later. I'm talking like 90s. Yeah. I think you're still in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm saying like yeah. 70s and early 80s. And but, you want to uh, stuff that in a Malibu? 500 cubic inches. 500 cubic inches. Yeah. And for the most part, you're probably going to find one that wasn't beat on because none of those cars were revved out. They Fuck were no. they were cruised to the market. <laughs> yeah, dude. I So there's a guy in California. When I had your car, when I had that Cadillac, I reached out to a builder out in um, California that does just caddy motors. Mm -hmm. And he said he's getting reliable 800 fucking horsepower Jesus out of that motors. Christ. And he was like, dude, you ain't going to get no fuel economy, but you could rumble around your neighborhood reliably for the rest of your life in that car. Like looking like, wow. at your, your fleet of vehicles, I don't think gas mileage is your concern. No, that's... Dude, that Grand Marquis is fucking <laughs> well, great, okay, though. I'll give you one. Yeah. But the bucket, what are you getting, no. six miles? Yeah, well, you know. Your diesel truck, I have to, ten? I have to... The diesel? The diesel's not bad. 
Yeah, but what setting is it on? It I was going to say, you put it on setting three and you drop to five, but you're at a thousand torque. Well, no, I mean, I think I have it set on 75 right now, so it's it's pretty it's pretty nasty. I mean, you The Jeep can't the, be getting good gas mileage either, so I'm just saying, like... The Jeep is just a fucking wind sail, you know? But like, that's the thing, is you don't do any of these things worried about gas mileage. Like, nah, ugh. nah. I just, like, I, I argue with guys with that on the Jeep pages I'm on. I'm on so many of them right now that, like, I keep getting all these, like, they post up pictures of their new JL Rubicon four doors or the JT Gladiator pickup trucks, and they're like, look at my gas mileage. Is that why you fucking bought it? Or did you buy it to go off-road and have fun? Like, no one concerns about gas mileage when you're trying to crawl over a fucking rock. Yeah, but people do that nowadays. There's, like, so, like, I was talking to my wife about automobiles. I think an automobile says something about who you are. So, like, when a person wants to buy a modern Jeep, a modern JL or, or a Gladiator or whatever, they want the look of ruggedness. Yes. But I think modern... They want, they want daily drivability. Yeah, modern people... I mean, listen, I'm not breaking your balls for having a four-door. I'm not a fan, but... I have a 2012 four-door Jeep Wrangler. Yeah, but you also have the goof troop, you know? <laughs> you got four you have, kids, man. You got a, the whole fucking school bus, you know, behind you, so... You need the room. And and I get that. I mean, shit, if I have more kids, I'll probably end up doing it too or, or getting a Suburban. I want an old school Suburban, dude. <laughs> I want a fucking 80s Suburban lifted like 12 fucking inches under... What, like, like the old square body under. Chevy stuff? Yeah, dude. That's a fucking cool truck, man. That was an actual truck with just seats in it. Yeah. Because they were actual trucks, not this new school shit. Yeah. So, uh... Anyway, though, so like modern people, though, they want they want a, you know, a rugged looking vehicle, but they they want to take it to the fucking uh, grocers and get fucking, uh, you know. Well, I mean, you do that by happenstance anyway, but they they want decent gas mileage so they can justify their purchase because a new a new four door Rubicon's fifty five thousand dollars. And that's that's if you don't get all of the options. Hmm. Um, the Rubicon Gladiator that came out, like, a, all right, so back up. If you get a regular Gladiator, like a Sport, you can get one for like thirty-five to forty thousand dollars. As soon as you slap Rubicon on it, not only are they fifty-five to sixty when they first came out, all the dealerships were marking them up solely for the fad, and it was straight up on there, just service charge. Dude, you know what's crazy is people are buying Rubicons, and I don't think they know what they're they're driving around in. I saw a guy no. the other day that had a Rubicon with leather seats and all this like death bullshit inside, and I'm like, dude, yeah, but this guy like kept it like pristine. Oh yeah, mine mine still has mud in it from Jersey. From and I'm like, dude, that's not what a Rubicon is. A Rubicon has bigger axles and it's got a fucking lower well, gear yeah, ratio. They're not aware of any of the upgrades in drivetrain. All they're buying is the package because it does look cooler and it has the like it has knobby tires and it has different wheels and it has a different interior. And yeah. the newer ones actually if you look at them, the whole dash if you actually have a Rubicon, it looks like an older school Willys with how the dash is laid out. But if you don't have a Rubicon, it doesn't look like that. Really? So I think they're buying it per package because that's what it looks like. Huh. But yeah, like you're saying, they don't utilize any of the, the actual technology that's in that Jeep. No shit. Very interesting. So that's our... Uh... Dude, there's so much we could talk about here. Dude, I'm excited, man. I don't know about you, man. I don't even know, man. Look, we've been talking for 35 fucking minutes, and I'm telling you, I could go another fucking 12 hours like yeah, this. We haven't even touched base on anything. Yeah, dude, really. <laughs> we're, like, briefly describing what we've done in our lives. So you got a Jeep now. Yep. Um, I've had uh, another Jeep before. When we were actually in that neon phase, um, I sold my neon, and I bought off of our old boss, Bob, 
his wife's 1996 Grand Cherokee. Yeah. Uh, it was a ZJ. That's the body code. It had a four <laughs> liter, the straight six. Dude, I loved that thing. Really? That wasn't a 318? No, no? It, was a, it was a six cylinder. That's why I liked it. And uh, he had all the service records from day of purchase. No shit. He had a notebook with well, every know, single thing he ever changed. And he was neurotic was, with that shit. Yeah, that guy was a little nuts. He was a little little uh, anal retentive. But the fact that it was his wife's, I knew the care of it because we worked on it. Sure. And I knew what he did to that car. And he had every single thing marked down by mileage he did to it, like water pumps, belts, spark plugs, oil. He was meticulous. So as soon as he was like, hey, Scott, you want to buy it? I'm like, yeah, right now. So I sold that Neon. It was a nice vehicle. I sold that Neon and bought the Jeep the next week. No shit. That thing was awesome. And then what did you do? You did a leveling kit or a two-inch um, lift kit? I actually did a, on those what's called a budget boost. It's just pretty much the pucks that go above the springs. Oh, okay. And, it, and it, a couple relocation brackets just to move some geometry of the steering on all up. But it was only like two inches up. But then I threw the 31 10 and a half BFGs actually on it that I bought from our buddy that knows Dave. Um, he sold me those four used BFGs for 150 bucks, and I ran them for another 20,000 miles. <laughs> so I fucking say I got my money out of them. <laughs> but yeah, um, I took the front and rear bumpers off, um, trimmed minimal stuff, and that thing was almost unstoppable. It was awesome. It was a battle tank. Nice. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, until... Uh, well, you had problems with the... Uh, didn't it rub on the bumpers? At well, one that's point? why I first cut the bumpers, and then, I, and then I did research and figured out that you could just remove them, because underneath of it was all the support you need anyway, and then you just get the hooks for tow points, and fuck it, just run no bumpers. Who cares? Yeah. It wasn't illegal. I dig it, man. That was when I first started bringing you guys up to Hazleton. Yeah, because um, I actually pulled a landscape trailer from Bob's secretary, whose husband owned a landscape company. I borrowed his landscape trailer, which was way too heavy for my fucking Jeep. You should have been pulling it with your diesel truck because it sagged the Jeep before we put the four-wheelers on it. And I think we loaded four, three or four four-wheelers and a dirt bike or whatever it was because it was me, you, Dennis, whoever. We went camping, and we had all that shit on that giant trailer that was probably way overrated on a 1996 Grand Cherokee going all the way up the mountains of Hazleton. Dude, so back then, that was when uh, my love for Ford... Uh, they call them OBS, old body style Fords, which Your is F-150? like, um, yeah. So Dude, like my, awesome. the first F-150 I ever bought was from Mike, the guy we grew up with. Yeah. And uh, it was from his stepfather. He mm-hmm. was sitting out in their yard over in Mullica Hill. And uh, I bought it, put some brake lines on it. It was a two wheel drive, just an 89 F-150 with a straight six in it, automatic. <laughs> Front cross beam suspension. Dude. So Dennis used to break my balls because he would drive behind me all the way up to the mountains. And that fucking thing leaked so much oil. You used oil to keep a case of oil in the bed. From the goddamn <laughs> rear main seal of that motor. Dude, by the time we hit the Lehigh Valley fucking tunnel, I would have to pull over on the side of the turnpike. Put oil on it. And put two quarts of oil. I wouldn't even check it. Because you used to spray all over his windshield. I remember that. Dude, he showed I me wouldn't that. even <laughs> check the fucking oil. I would just start dumping. It would start tapping its fucking ass off. Glug, 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 glug. It sounded like a fucking Yeah, diesel. but you were in tune with your truck. You quieted yeah, it down man. by... You, you put oil on it until it stopped making noise. <laughs> we're good. Let's go. <laughs> Holy shit, man. So then I would put the two quarts of oil in it. We would drive through the tunnel, get off the next exit, go through Jim Thorpe, and go yeah. to this ride and spot It was like the Pocono exit or something, wasn't it? Um, or before that? No, it's, it's the... Um, it's like the first one after the tunnel, though. Yeah, it's headed towards Jim Thorpe. I forget. Yeah, because we would go through called. Jim Thorpe and then start heading up the mountain more to Hazleton. Yeah, I still go there. I still like we're getting ready to go there in November. November, we're going to take a camping trip up there again, uh, and this time maybe we're going to bring the jeeps and stuff. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I could post some fucking videos or uh, whatever. Maybe I, I want to buy. I was talking to Gabby. I'm going to buy this little 
portable audio recorder. Mm-hmm. So like, I think when I go up there, I'm going to bring some mics or maybe I'm going to buy some like little bullshit around the fire. Yeah. Like get some like uh, handheld mics or whatever and like use that thing and maybe just fucking do a podcast right around the campfire and talk to these goofballs. So like brother Ben's going, the guy that's usually on the show and uh, some other guys, my cousin, Chris, uh, you know, my brother-in-law, a lot of guys are going up there. And it seems, some, it seems like it's a mix of just gentlemen and Jeepers. Yeah, so you definitely got some off-road guys that want to go, and I'm trying to push more guys that want to go off-roading because that's more what I want to do. But a lot of the guys that have been going up there with me previously have just been going up there because we have, like, a range set up in this one little kind of a, like a cul-de-sac. It's like a... Old quarry or something? Yeah, it's an old quarry, and it's kind of like a horseshoe-shaped with a... And so we it's perfectly shoot, safe to shoot into. Yeah, so we shoot into the, the backstop right there, and it's like 120 yards or something like that. So it's it's cool. We have fun. We set up fucking metal planker targets and shit. And You might be able to introduce those guys, though, to some off-roading, because if they've never had access to it, they don't realize that it can be fun or not. Dude, I think that up there is a great place to go. There's a lot of different types of terrain. You got some sand back there. You got some coal. You got some like uh, hill climbs. You got some fucking like rocks and shit you can play on. So like there's a lot of different shit. There's mud. Like if you want to go sling some fucking mud, there are a couple mud holes that I know that Mm -hmm. like, you know, you can fuck your shit up real quick. (laughs) But um, there's, you know, it's fun, man. I don't know. I, I like it up there. I've been going there now, what, fucking almost 20 years. You know, I got out of the military in 03, and I think we started going up there in like 05 or 06. So maybe not. All right. So maybe almost 14 years. 14 years. You know, that's still a good time going in the same place. Yeah. You know, and I've never really had any. I mean, issues. I went on a couple of trips of those a long time ago. So I was saying, like, when we took the four wheelers up, that was Hazleton. Yeah. Literally the same fucking place yeah. where I used to take you guys riding at. <laughs> so I still have that video somewhere in one of my old phones of Dennis with his. Dodge Dakota Stampede Street Edition with the body kit flying up that goddamn hill at 40 miles an hour because he was just all balls out, throttled down, might as well make it two-wheel drive. Yeah, I'm going well, up this stupid hill. Okay. <laughs> oh, the main the main hill to get yeah, up Yeah, when we over? used to pull off to the right and then you'd go up that hill. Yeah, That yeah, was nothing yeah. on the four-wheelers, but in a two-wheel drive lowered truck, yeah, fuck that, man. Street tires and all. Dude, he's a dickhead, man. He used to beat that truck up, man. And it was a good truck. Oh, it was an awesome truck. It had a, it had the same motor that my Ram had. It's a 4.7. Um, it's a 2.87. I think they're good motors. I hear some guys bitch and complain about it. It's a Mercedes motor from what I understand. It's a little bit of a dog, though. Um, having it in the big Ram that I had, it was a little underpowered. But they had It's a, a heavy truck. But I had it in 02, which was the first year of the big body. The 03, they started off from the Hemi. So that definitely pepped it up and made the truck more drivable. The 4.7 in that big truck was too much. It wasn't enough. So, uh, But in his little Dakota, that thing was a little badass street truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it sounded cool. Uh, he could smash the gas and light tires up. He, he went by a couple of people. I mean, I'm not saying it's a race truck, but it was a cool daily driver. Dude, I'm going to tell you a story. So it was a relative of mine, and I'm not going to I'm not gonna get into it, but uh, I don't really talk to the guy right now. But anyway, it's a relative of mine that had a little red Dodge Ram. Short cab, short bed, two-wheel drive. And for some fucking crazy reason maybe a little my influence i don't know but he decided to buy a fucking nitrous kit and bolt that bitch in there <laughs> and he paid um i think them guys down there in aston the, the tuner shop down in aston evolution yeah i think he paid them guys to put the fucking nitrous kit in on oh, a stock dakota dude it ran its balls off <laughs> let me tell you something man that fucking thing moved i was like whoa this is a fucking sweet little toy and uh, he sprayed it like, I think he sprayed it till he ran out of, you know, fucking juice in the bottle. 
and and that was the end of it. But I just kept thinking, damn, man, like he don't even know how awesome this thing is. What do you like, use it for though? Like margin on ninety five? Like this old nah, woman won't fucking move. He, I'm gonna hit the juice would, button. He would take it up and down two ninety one, <laughs> fuck around a little bit. I think honestly, I think he was a little intimidated by it. You know, like um, I don't want to break the guy's balls and say that he was. You know, I don't want to say nothing bad, but like I think it was driving a, little, a nitrous vehicle though. It doesn't matter what it is. That it's a it's a surge and it's yeah. totally different. Yeah, yeah. So he was definitely like, you know, I, I think once he was the bottle was empty, he was like, I'm nah. not refilling this. <laughs> so he apparently traded it in and left the whole fucking thing in there. Wow. And I just kept thinking, God damn, man, I wish I worked in that dealership. I'd be. You know, they ripped on, it out as soon as it got oh, there. Oh, yeah. what a shame! You know, I would have fucking. I don't know, man. So when this Malibu's built, depends on what I plan on doing. If I do do a big block, I probably will tinker around and maybe I'll fucking spray it a little bit. Nothing crazy because I don't want to die. But, um, you know, we'll see. You might not even need to depending on what you do because big blocks are badass. Yeah, we'll see. But then again, like, so right now because LS motors are so fucking popular, Chevy small blocks and big blocks are dirt cheap. I saw a big block the other day, a fucking 454 on Facebook Marketplace. The guy wanted 300 bucks for it. Jesus. And it said, it had stamped into the back of it. It was, um, what the fuck did Chevy do? What do they call that? Uh, uh, high, high pro per. So it's high performance block mm-hmm. or whatever was stamped in the back, which means it was basically out of a car instead of a truck. I was going to say, yes, it wasn't a van motor or a truck motor. Yeah, so because there's a difference, you know? So, um, anyway, so we'll see what happens with the Malibu, man. So You got uh, plenty of room in that engine bay. Yeah, well, you know, even if we don't. <laughs> you even shoot, if we don't. Shoehorn in there. Yeah, man. I was fucking breaking the mechanics. My buddy, Mc- Eric, mm-hmm. I was breaking his balls the other day. I said, I'm going to buy a 4BT. A little Cummins 4BT and put it in there. <laughs> um, a dude I, I, I know on Facebook um, had one in his Cherokee. What, a 4BT? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a popular thing that, thing that guys are doing right now. The 4BT is becoming like one of the second most common swaps besides an LS into Jeeps. Well, it's, you know? it's considerably smaller, so you can stuff it in a little bit better. Trying to stick a giant motor in, in our platforms is nuts. Yeah. Like, my JK has a lot more room in the under the hood. I'm not going to say a lot more than your YJ, because it's comparable, but you can drop an LS in mine without even blinking, whereas you take an older Cherokee and try stuffing a a, a larger diesel, and, you, dude, you're modifying everything, like, front to back. Rad yeah. support to firewall. Well, not a 4BT, only that. A 4BT will drop right in there. Well, not only that, I would imagine the weight. There's a problem oh God, with the yeah. weight too. You know, it's a unibody vehicle, so you gotta you gotta stiffen it up a little bit. You know. And diesels and transes are heavy. Yeah, yeah, man. Good fun. Ugh. Yeah, I got a buddy Hugh with a one of the um the big like it's like a oh nine or ten or something like that Cummins, the one that came with the six seven with a six speed trans. Oh, a six PT or or a twelve valve or twenty four valve. I don't know all that shit. Yeah, it, it's a newer Cummins, but it's a six seven and uh, oh, a six seven. No, that's not. That's yeah. That's it's a newer. he's got like all kind of mods done to it with tuner. He hasn't even hit the highest level of his tuner because it's scary. Yeah. But um, he's actually he found a, a company that does a bell housing adapter. He actually is going to throw an Allison behind the Cummins so that he has a bulletproof drivetrain, and that makes sense because he does a lot of pulling. Like he makes money with that truck, so it's worth it to him. Hmm. But I drove the truck with the six speed in it, and that thing's nasty. And I can't so imagine. So what does he do? He, does he like? Does he drag race it? Or no, he's a contractor. Oh, okay. So he pulls like skid steers and backhoes and like oh, okay. loaded trailers with dump stuff and like you know all that. He needs to be able to pull a house down. 
So he's actually using a diesel for what a diesel is meant for. And he doesn't have stupid wheels stretched out and hanging <laughs> two feet out of the goddamn fenders. You're not, you're not into that? No, God, no. Really? Listen, I'm not going to... I'm going to poke you a little bit. Because, dude, over the years, I've noticed that, like, you definitely catch a trend and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I'm not insulting you. I'm not insulting you. I've done it, too. God knows we all had tuner Which cars. Trend? But, like, I'm surprised to hear... Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying oh. any specific trend. Uh, like when the tuner cars were going. Like, dude, I remember your Cavalier. You take oh, all the God. plastic shit out. Yeah, of Yeah, we it didn't even mention it. that crap car. You know what I mean? I had a but 2001 like, um, Z24. Cool guy. Yeah, but neon like, lights. Eh, well, you know that was the shit back then. <laughs> dude, know? I had a stereo in it though. I'll give you that one. Yeah, dude, you were you were fucking loving life. Soundwaves installed that. Dude, you were listen. All of them was a progression. Like yeah. all of it is just like you learning. I meet young guys nowadays and they, they see my car or they'll fucking like, you know, they'll hear about what I can do and mm -hmm. they'll be like, start picking my brain. Well, I got this car and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm like, yeah, man, you do that. You know, the, I think the most important thing I would say is that you got to wrench on your own shit. Yes. You know, and I think each one of our phases gave us something extra to contribute to our next project. Yeah. Because like with the Cavalier, I learned a lot about wiring because of the stereo. So I learned a lot about electronics, which was awesome. Yeah. Four by fours, we learned a lot about suspensions and angles and geometry, which is stupid. You're like, oh, I'm never going to use this shit from school, which I'm not saying I related to school, but there's a lot of geometry that goes into building suspensions and shit because you got the wrong angles, you bind up, you break something just because of angles. You got to figure all that out. Shit. So I'll suspensions, wiring. I think it does come in a huge play, especially like you said, the geometry and math. Now, now me doing what I do and building custom cars and, and custom stuff, or even like the Jeeps, yeah. even lifting a Jeep up. Let me tell you something. Geometry gets real fucking important when mm -hmm. that death wobble starts fucking happening, man. <laughs> Your fucking steering wheel starts fucking shaking all over the place. You're going to learn some geometry real fucking fast because you don't want that shit to happen all the time. So, um, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like as an adult, you learn to appreciate that shit yeah. more, you know. But um, yeah, like you were saying, that you hear these kids talk about they're just going to do this, this, and this. They think it's easy just to throw anything at something and not know any of the background that it takes to do that. Well, and that's I just want this done. I don't care how it gets done, dude. So, okay, whatever. <laughs> so a lot of times, that's the conversation that I'll have with people and explain to them. Like, uh, like at one point, I knew this kid that wanted to know like how hard is it to swap an automatic transmission out of his little front-wheel drive. Uh, I think he had a Honda. Mm -hmm. He was like, well, how hard would it be to swap this manual. over to make it a manual? And I was like, you know, me, it's not so hard. I would get two cars, one an automatic and one a manual, a and I'd fucking just mash them together, you know? And I could do that. I know that I could do it, but I've also got 20 years of fucking shit up that I can rely on and him just I, being a guy saying he wants to do it yeah I don't, just I'm, like blatantly ask him how are you gonna do it what are you yeah. starting with go ahead what do you got yeah you know where are you starting you i think, have no idea you think you're just gonna buy a transmission and pop it in there and like yeah. what about the pedals what about the wiring the pcm that's supposed to go to the automatic transmission now is going to be null and void so you're going to need a new wiring harness and a new computer that's based upon the fucking yeah because that old computer's thinking of shift points and stuff that don't exist anymore because you yeah. manually control that you know hell i just dealt with that on my Jeep. I went from a fucking carbureted 4.2 yeah, liter AMC fuel motor right? to the fuel injected motor and a lot of it I suddenly realized, oh shit, I'm I am not up to par on electronics like I thought I was. Mm -hmm. When you, you know, like I bought this fucking wiring harness, the guy says, "Yeah, you can run the 
the piece the uh, ECM mm-hmm. out of the motor that had. Luckily, the transmission wasn't electronic. Okay. So it was a manually shifting transmission. But there was a lot of sensors that I was not aware that were important. Like, did it come out of an automatic vehicle? Uh, my ECM did. Yeah. Okay. But so the problem is, is when you put the manual transmission in there, the fucking speedo wire. You think like to me, I would think, well, it doesn't matter because I'm not running an electronic dash, yeah. so I got a manual fucking you know speedo cable going back to it. No big deal. I can see what speed I'm driving yeah. at. It's not a big deal. I don't need to plug this wire in. Yes, you do. Because the motor needs to know how what fucking a, fast it's spinning. That makes sense. So when I would slow down, the fucking motor would stall out on me, and I didn't know why. Because it's running too fucking lean or too rich or whatever, you know? Well, yeah, because the fuel-injected stuff, too, it's advancing and retarding on its own. And yeah. it's trying to keep everything going. Whereas for you, you're trying to slow something down, and it's thinking it's still going. Yeah. So all that shit comes into play, man. You know, like, I think a lot of guys don't realize how tedious it is doing custom work. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not just as simple as... I think guys watch like these shows on TV. Oh my God, look, he just took a sawzall and cut some shit off and he did this and he did that. Hey, it's fucking great. He drives it all the time. The guy loves it. Dude, no. <laughs> you got to start like you and I did. Yep. Take your springs. Look, you got a little Honda Civic. All right, you think you're going to lower it? You're going to do it the cheap way? You're going to take a blowtorch and, and fucking heat up them coil springs? Or some springs? assholes that cut them. Or cut your coil yeah. springs? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go drive around like that. You're going to love bop, it. Your bop, fucking bop, neck's going to hurt real bad oh, yeah. by the end of the week. You know? That was an awful ride. So, uh, you know, we've all been there, but it, but it's a process. That's why here we are at almost 40 years old. Ugh. Now we have a, you know, listen, it's easier like your Jeep. All right, I'm going to put a lift kit on this. I'm going to call up Quadratech. I'm going to get the right fucking gear. That's already made for this Jeep. Because there's research you know? and development behind it. Yeah. You know, put the correct parts on there, get a fucking alignment done, you know, and then the thing's going to drive down the road like a fucking Cadillac. It's going to be great, you know? And that's where I'm at now is I need to save up for some stuff. But like I, I'm running a 2012 with a lot of still factory parts on it that are, they're old and they're tired and they need to be replaced. And it's, it kind of drives like shit a little bit. It's, it's bumpy and vibrating, but my it's a Jeep, Jeep's, man. But my it's a Jeep. But as soon as you put a new lift and everything back on the Jeep, it becomes solid again, just like it did ten years ago. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Is once I get all that stuff installed, it'll be improved. And everyone thinks that when you like buy aftermarket, it actually makes the drivability worse. And that's actually not the case with our Jeeps. Nah, not always. Like I mean, if it you depends. leave it stock, it's good. But my Jeep's not stock. My Jeep. Um, I was actually under it today working on it, and I noticed that whoever put some shit on it before half-assed a lot of things and contributes to why I'm I have failing parts because I'm running. You know, parts that are seven and a half years old with 58,000 miles on them and they weren't taken care of properly with, you know, thought put into what they're going to do. They're just going to lift the front because I actually realized today that I only have a leveling kit on the front. I don't actually have any kind of lift in the rear. So I'm I'm still running the factory Rubicon shocks in the back with 58,000 miles from seven and a half years ago and wondering why my Jeep's fucking floating down the highway and bouncing on everything because my shocks are doing nothing. Yeah. So they replaced You think they're the, blown out or? Yeah, they, they definitely got to be. Got the one's wet. To them? Well, the one's wet and they have no jounce or rebound to them. But like the fronts, they replaced with shitty Pep Boys ones. But what I realized, they bought, <laughs> they bought the TerraFlex front leveling kit. So it actually has these thread-on shock extenders. So you can run factory-length shocks with a, a little like one-and-a-half-inch front lift. Huh. So it's pucks under the springs and shock extenders. And it's basically still factory geometry underneath. And it's just it's killing everything because it's the factory stuff was not meant to work at that angle. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, this stuff's cheap and it makes it look cool. And it's cool. Yeah, it's great, but it's temporary. And people run it so long. Like I bought my jeep used and they ran it on there so long that it killed everything well i think a lot of people so people come up to me all the time and ask about the lifting a truck or a jeep or whatever 
And I try to explain to them that there's a difference between lifting for performance. A Jeep is an off-road toy. At least that's as far as I see. You can lift for looks, and that's okay. As long as you're going to daily drive it on the pavement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to take it off-road, there's a different story. You're going to beat the shit out of it. It's cheap equipment from Chinese steel, which might crack on you. It might not line up correctly, which is pretty fucking frequent, you know? And... um, I don't know, man. You know, like to me, like you got to really know, like whenever somebody tells me, so my brother-in-law just did a lift kit on his fucking uh, Nissan Titan. At least he admitted right off the bat, Mm -hmm. I'm not going off-roading. Okay. This is not an off-road toy. I want to lift it. So was he just going for the look or was he trying to stuff bigger tires under it? He did. He put a little bit bigger of a tire under it. So it looks good. It's not a, listen. But at least he knows why he was doing it. This is what I'm going He's for. He's a Delco dickhead. He looks like a Delco <laughs> dickhead. He's Aren't got these big old Iron Cross bumpers or some stupid shit. And, uh, you know, it's it's like a red pickup truck. He didn't like the chrome on it. So now he's got flat black bumpers and flat black wheels. And I don't knock it. That's him. That's what he likes. Like I said before, this is called car culture because everybody's got a thing. But I can, Even, get, I can get down with that because I don't like chrome either. I would purposely paint everything just to not make a chrome. Man, I'm, dude, I'm old school, man. I mean, you see my fucking Ford out there. I got an old... So so what I'm running right now, I got a, a 97 Ford F250 mm-hmm. with the old 7.3 diesel in it. Uh, it's a five-speed manual transmission, four-wheel drive with the... Uh, what is it? A 50 uh, independent... Uh, or what is it? Uh, the twin I-beam suspension up front, TIB or whatever. Does that one have it? It's got a Dana 50, yeah, TIB up front. Okay. So, I mean, at some point, I may... Like, if I decide to lift the truck a little bit, I'll probably do a Dana 60 up front with matching, you know, 410s all the way around. And a little bit bigger of a tire, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, truthfully, that truck's a good-looking truck. Don't affect drivability if you're going to use it. So, it's a tow monster. I use it for towing. It's strictly to pull my Jeep to the mountains... Or when the Malibu's built, I want to go down to fucking Cecil County and run on Friday nights and just go beat the shit out of the car. But I really don't want to fuck with the geometry so much because the bigger tires, now you're losing torque, you know, yep. like capacity and, and strength of everything. Everything gets fucked up the moment you start. Well, not start- only that, too. With towing, you're actually now lifting the truck up and changing the pull angle and all that. You want to keep... Like yeah. pull trucks, like especially like two wheel drive dualies, they're low to the ground because they want that pull angle. You want yeah. it low and, and out. Like yeah, you want to be able yeah. to pull a ton of weight. If you're in the air, you're losing traction. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, um, you know, that's that's the plan with that thing. So, it's pretty. But but like you see, though, I like the chrome bumpers. I like the chrome grill. It's got that's nice That's the way wheels. it came from Ford, though. It looks nice. I think it's a good-looking truck. It's the origi- It's the last of its kind. Steel bumpers with a little bit of chrome on it, mm-hmm. square body. It's, it's a man's truck, you know? Like, to me, I love it. I think it's fucking gorgeous, you know? But, um... Uh, I don't know, man. I think flat black to me is old school hot rods, like 50s and older. That's what I think mm-hmm. of. That's what, when I think of flat black, I think of white wall tires and old 50s, like uh, lead sleds and fucking, mm, lead you know, sleds. Mm. dude, you know what I mean? Like, like something old school and like uh, chopped and lowered and like, well, the era you know, of Plasti Dip has, has definitely increased everything being flat black now. Yeah, and it, it kind of like, I don't like it. Dude, when I see a modern Mercedes C-Class AMG $120,000 fucking black. car that's flat black, I think, who the fuck bought this? Mm-hmm. Because to me, dude, if I spent $120,000, I'm 
I want to be able to see the chick that I'm fucking in the reflection in this thing. That's just me. I'm crazy. I want to see my wife's reflection on the hood. All right, dude. See, that's the Delco in you, though. You're fucking her on the hood of the $120,000 car. That's what we do. We're scumbags, man. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I don't want a flat black ass fucking billion dollar car, you know, Bugatti Viron flat black. Yeah. What, dude? This isn't a fucking stealth bomber, man. This is a fucking beautiful <laughs> car, you know? It is so fucking expensive, it should be pretty and stand out. But that's a conversation for another time, because if I were to own, not that I would, but if I were to own like a Euro supercar, I would want it to be like a Euro supercar, I think should be. Gaudy and flashy and out there. Yes, obnoxious. Yeah. Like for me, it's like that with a like a 2016 Porsche GT3 RS or something like that. Dude, it's lime it, green. That's what I want. Yeah, dude. <laughs> There's no reason to have a fucking Euro supercar that's like uh, well, well, it's gray. You know, it's gray with like like aluminum wheels. No, dude, it needs to be fucking bright orange, <laughs> like 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 uh, Mayweather's fucking Lamborghinis or something like that. Dude, they're. That's what it should look like. It's a supercar, man. It should be obnoxious. Yeah. Fucking yellow or, you know, like a bumblebee car or red with the fucking tan interior like the old Ferraris, you know? Like, yeah. That's, to me, that's Magnum what a PI. supercar is, you know? But then again, I think that there's there's trends to all of it, though. Like, for I love the Ford GTs, the old GT40s or even the more modern Ford like GTs. Ones? Oh, I love them. I think they're fucking gorgeous. But I would only own one with the blue... And white racing stripes on it. Blue okay. car with the white racing stripes. And the same thing with an AC Shelby Cobra. You know, I would yeah. have it the exact same way, you know. Because to me, that's what I remember them being, though. You know, but I'm an asshole. What do you want me to say? I'm very traditional, you know. Yeah, I'm going with the flat black thing, though. Like, uh, I definitely dabbled with that. Like, the the Explorer that I had actually right before this uh, this Jeep was um, an Addy Bauer. So it was, like, bluish green, and then the bottom was tan. And it looked <laughs> retarded. So, and I'm going to use that word because I have a daughter who is clinically retarded. <laughs> I get ownership of this word, so fuck you guys. <laughs> but I don't have that, but, but I still love that word. <laughs> Listen, I would never, dude, I will defend myself to the bitter end. I'm not fucking calling a handicapped person. We're totally going to change this. We're not talking about cars right now. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> we, can, we can spiral. Anyway, though, dude, I think it's crazy when people get offended by stuff like this. I have... Friends that say, like, oh. are we by chance referencing the bullshit on the page right now? No, with but, that but chicken, that dude getting into it. No, oh, oh, because uh, the, the whole guy fucking Brian? Caesar thing, yeah, yeah, dude, that's that guy, that guy's awesome. He's a biker, dude. No, He's, like, I commented, I'm like, my daughter has Caesars, post what you want. It's yeah. your fucking comment, dude. Who cares? Yeah, so that if guy, you if you bought her by it, click delete. Yeah, but, but dude, he <laughs> listen, I like that guy, and I really am looking forward to him coming in here and telling me some biker stories. Because uh, that guy in particular, man, I think he goes out of his way to fuck with people. All right, fair enough. So he's like, all right, dude, listen, you stir the pot. You stir the pot, you're going to get somebody pissed off. Don't get mad when they're pissed off, man. Look, that's just, that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. So, um, it is, dude, everyone's too sensitive about shit, dude. Like, especially if something like they're offended by it, though, but it actually, they don't have a frame of reference to be offended by. Yeah. Like, well, I have a handicapped daughter, I have two of them. I don't get offended by that stuff because you're not saying it about my daughter. Yeah. And if well, you want to say that to my daughter about so, that to my face, we can talk about that. But so if you're just talking about saying and you say the word retard, I'm not going to like chop your head off, dude. You're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? Yeah. And that's what a lot of the times I try to explain to people. Honestly, the page 
when I started it. <laughs> dude, dude that thing's a war zone. I love it. Well, <laughs> it is, but if you really look at the psychology behind what's going on in that group, think about it. There is a mix of people. Oh, yeah, we have a whole range of people in there, man. Ethnicity, religion. Colors of the rainbow, backgrounds. Different, different political affiliations. Mm -hmm. And the rule of thumb is, is you're not allowed to get offended. Nothing, that's it. Nothing's, that's the, nothing's off the table. That's the only fucking rule. So, like, if somebody says something that offends you, my I always encourage people that it is up to you to break that guy's balls until he is offended. That's the name of the game. Yeah. This is a this is a fucking pissing contest, and the name of the game has always been, at least as far as I remember, from when we were little kids skateboarding and rollerblading around, talking shit on each other, is that the first guy that gets pissed off, he lost. Yeah. He lost. You either you either one all, up you either one up or back down. Yeah, yeah. It's a <laughs> it's an ultimate game of just breaking each other's balls until somebody gets offended. And the moment you get offended, and I've been offended. Listen, Guess what? It's game on, <laughs> dude. I've been offended. I've been offended in my own group. Yeah. And I've even like had to like back up and go, the fuck am I doing here? Why, <laughs> like, dude? I'm breaking my own rules. Knowing you, know? you and and Dawn and, and some of the moderators and stuff, knowing that you guys aren't deleting stuff and people are thinking that, it's definitely like people getting butthurt about stuff for like you electedly joined this group knowing what it was like it's quite upfront. like this is what it is man if you want to join you better be ready so i and had, if you're uh, not get the fuck out <laughs> well so i had uh, a relative i'm gonna try to be as general as i can because i really don't want to point anybody out but i had a relative that reached out to my wife and was like i saw something and i didn't like it and i hope that your husband doesn't condone this or uh -huh. they're not talking shit on this particular subject. And then when I researched it and looked to see what this what person was talking were. about, first of all, the person that posted it, uh, it was a racial thing, okay. you know? So the person that posted it, it was his race that he was joking about. Okay. So like, I was like, well, there's no, there's no real validity to this argument right now because he's just pointing, he's just making a joke. The whole point of the fucking group is that the world's too sensitive we're talking way too much about politics, in my opinion, and I think we need a place where we can all just go back to fucking around and have some fun and talk some shit, and that's it, dude. It's just, let's leave all the stress of modern, you know, yeah, all this new crap. you're a liberal, you're a conservative, fuck you, you, I do this, you do that, you're an asshole. Dude, what? leave it out there, man. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Right here in this little group... I just want to see some dirty fucking memes or a roast. Dude, there's your been sister, some... You know, your Christ. sister... I don't think a lot of people even realize that, that Dawn is actually my little sister. So it's hilarious when I see all these guys talking about they want to fuck her and they want to do this and she's so hot and all that. I'm just like, God, that's vomit in my mouth. Well, I'll tell you this. Because that's my little sister. She's five years younger than me. That's my little sister. And then she fucking tears you people apart. Dude, and I love it. So what I'll say is this. Because she... Several times now we've tried. Like when she was up here the last time there was that big storm down yeah. where she lives. She she wanted to come in and sit down and she do lives an on the coast down south and when storms hit she has to evacuate so she's up here frequently. Yeah, so she was supposed to come in and have a seat and uh, we were going to do a show and uh, at some point maybe we will. I don't know. I do have the capability of taking a call. Yeah, I don't. I, she's like pretty busy. You know, she's got shit going on. But uh, at some point I got to get her on here, dude. I've been trying to explain to her that she has a following. 
Like in that oh, group. Oh yeah, definitely. In that group, there are they, more people. They, people wake up and log on to look for what she's posted. Yeah, dude. And let me tell you something. And I, some of my friends have reached out to me and they're like, "Dude, who the fuck is that chick?" <laughs> and I'm like, it's "My let buddy's me tell little something. sister." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, so even back in the day when me and her used to go to the bars, like, so it was Dawn and Laura, Lauren or Laura. I might have fucked that up. So, um, and then like you know, me and all of our yeah. cronies, we would all go to the bar. But dude, when Dennison. Uh, Dawn were dating dudes would come up to Dawn in the bar and attempt to hit on her and Dawn would shut them the fuck down dude she's ruthless oh my god I, I just remember thinking so even when she joined the group and started like busting people's balls I was like wow like dude I fucking totally forgot how vicious she is dude. she she hides it with pretty blonde hair and a smile but she's dude. a fucking cunt and I will say that in a joking <laughs> manner because I love her and I can say that she was up here and I, I went down to see her and we were talking about this page and joking around about it and I love how ruthless she gets because people think that just because she's pretty she won't say something she'll fucking cut your throat dude it's even funnier <laughs> because like these guys don't know like when you see her in person Scott I'm not and especially my wife if my wife is listening she is pretty. She is pretty. She's a very pretty girl, you know, and she's attractive. And she's like, not like, she doesn't dress slutty or nothing. No, it's she not doesn't. like, you know, like she's, she's a well put together person. She's kind of classy. She's got a squeaky voice, which tops the whole fucking thing off. So when you hit on her, and then she suddenly just destroys your fucking emotions. Dude, you drop in the bucket. <laughs> holy shit. Like, you did not expect fucking soccer mom, you know, to just kick your fucking nuts so hard. I think it's wonderful. It's like it's like music to my ears, Dude, man. she grew up with, I mean, us most of the time, man. She grew up around a bunch of assholes. Yeah. She grew up with dudes being dudes. And she is not afraid to talk about it. But you know what? At the end of the day, really, and I try to explain to her, dude, I think she is extremely clever. Like, I think she's extremely clever. She doesn't know how it is all the time. Like, she does a lot of things like that. She's quick with things, and she's on point, and I don't think she fully grasps how much she is. And then she can hurt people's feelings by being polite. Yeah. And that's funny. And that's even worse when she starts being mean. (laughs) Well, so that's the part when I mean, like, when she shut dude down in the bar... She, it's not like she said something mean or derogatory. She just was like, you know, like polite. She would say it in a polite way. Like, but she would just flat out make it clear that that dude has no fucking chance whatsoever. You know, it's not going to happen. And if you press the issue, then she will get nasty. Oh, it's going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Which is even fucking funnier, you know, because then if some dipshit guy that's half cocked thinks he's going to like smart mouth her or say some shit. Oh, no. You know? No. She whips the fuck around and just says something so fast, and you're like, oh. And let me tell you, you she know? can handle herself physically, too, because we grew up beating the shit out of each other, and she can handle her own, too. So if you think she's just like a pretty blonde on heels who, like, you know, you can do whatever you want, say whatever you want, she's not that person. Well, I don't even think that. I think when a lot of people, well, at least from what I see of her, dude, she looks like a hippie chick. She is a hippie chick. She's, but, she's she's living a natural mom lifestyle right now, and, you know, do what you want to do, man. Like, yeah. Like, whatever. But she's tough as fucking nails. God damn know? yeah. She, she has to be to handle her and like with what she does, man. Yeah. Like raising a kid and living that like that beach life. Like she does that year round. It's not a joke thing, like where people go down and visit for a week and they think it's tough. Like that's her year round, man. She yeah. she endures the cold. She endures the flooding. 
and to rebuild and just deal with that shit mentally like that's yeah. a different kind of person i ain't doing that shit yeah it's kind of crazy man every time i see like a video where they're standing on a sand dune and we well, saw fucking, that two weeks ago dude they have the a goddamn, fucking river coming through the center of their town holy shit i'm like that's normal how the her fuck and the dogs don't... are just walking through it yeah <laughs> oh well this is where we live at hey, cool know? our street's two foot of water right now oh okay yeah. and everyone up here loses so their shit her, when it's is two her inches. house on stilts or no um, yeah, her house, like she has a bottom floor that is succumbed to that water. And, uh, but it, for the most part, her actual main living levels are above water. Oh, but okay. she, she, um, she does that Airbnb stuff. So like if anyone needs places to stay, hit her up for that shit. But she has other property, like other things on her property structures. Yeah. One is lifted, one's not. And I actually uh. stayed in them all to check them all out. But, uh, for the most part, she can take minimal damage from water, but it, once it starts to get to a certain level, the wind and all that shit just fucks everything up, man. No shit. Like, all that stuff that you see, like people boarding up their houses and all that stuff, and so they get out there, like she'll get out there. They and have like to fix roll the, the property they, up. Yeah, they have to roll the dice too of what they want to try to endure. Yeah. Like, do you think we can ride this storm out? Do you think it's going to be too much? Because if you wait too long, they'll shut the bridge down and you can't leave. Yeah, that's crazy. So you're fucking man. stuck. And it's not like there's like a. I'm, I'm sure there's big structures there, like a, like a firehouse or no. a city hall. No. no, she lives on an island. It's yeah. like you come on a bridge. And you are on a like 100 yard wide beach. Oh, I know. I've been to the, the outer banks. That's what I'm banks. saying. Like yeah. not just the outer banks though. Like specifically where she is. You turn off of the outer banks and actually enter the national park where she lives. Yeah. She lives like, uh, so you walk out of her door. 100 yards to the right is what's called the Sound, which is calm water, no waves. That's waist deep for two miles out. You can walk yeah. out the whole way, and then you go 50 yards the other way, and you're talking about the ocean. So she literally lives between two bodies of water. They have one supermarket, one gas station, in and out. Yeah. That's it. So, like, right now they're building a big fancy bridge to, like, kind of bypass her to get more into the center of where she lives. Oh. So, she's going to even be more desolate now because they're not going to have all that traffic they had before. No shit. So, really? she literally, she lives on a beach house on, like, not even a quarter mile wide. It's yeah. definitely not a quarter mile from knowing from racing. Like, it's not that wide. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I couldn't do it. We crazy. visit her, and it's cool to visit her, but I ain't, I ain't living down there. Fuck I that. love it down there, man. Listen, I, like, so further north in Corolla... I want to buy a house there. Yeah, Corolla and Duck and all that stuff. That's where we actually went last year. And um, before I actually bought my Jeep, we actually rented a Jeep from the Outer Banks Jeeps down there and drove on there because they have all the wild horses and yeah. do all that. That's awesome down there because you just cruise out on there. You can take pictures of the horses. Don't fucking touch them. They'll kill you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that's nice down there, but it's expensive, man, because it is a touristy area. Like Corolla and Duck are tourist. That's it's, it's expensive. Yeah, but I think it's harder. Like I, th I would imagine that Corolla's got to be cheaper, though, because... It's not like anybody can get there. You have to have an off-road fucking vehicle to get to Corolla. Well, there is you got to drive up the beach. Well, there is the main street though that goes through Corolla. Where? But it's only one. You turn off of the highway because when I rented the Jeep, we went. Dawn actually, she she took me there and drove there. It's one main road though that goes through Corolla and Duck, and that's it. And then really? once you come off of the road, you're on sand roads between homes. I never. There's one I never paved road that, between there. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it stops because we got off and we got on the beach before that, but there was one paved road that went through both towns and that was it. Dude, I went, we, so we stayed in Rodanthe. That's where Dawn lives. Yeah. So we stayed there. Yeah, dude, she was like fucking a hundred yards away the one week we were yeah. there and we never that, fucking met up the that, entire time That old we Richard there. Gere movie, Nights in Rodanthe, that house with the blue shutters is across from her and to the right one. Huh. It, you, you can see it from her house. Like, Richard Gere. That's a fuckable man right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gerbils <laughs> thought so. <laughs> So, uh, would you say gerbils? 
I don't even want to know what this is. I don't even want, I don't know where this is fucking going right now. We're supposed to be talking about goddamn cars. We're well, talking about beaches and We gerbils. can throw in shit with beaches and cars. Yeah. Um, for her to live down there, she does have like a regular car, but they have that, they have a uh, like 2001 Chevy Silverado with a um, eight inch lift and 35s. Really? That's the only way they can get around with shit down there, man. Driving on the beach, pulling people out. Like they make money too, pulling dumbasses out to go down there on vacation. No I'm going to take my rented Suburban out on the beach with my family. Yeah, good job, asshole. Well, I think that the real issue that a lot of guys don't understand, because I do uh, surf fishing. Yeah. And I got a surf tag for Delaware. And, and when I go down there, I go surf fishing too. And I do at some point want to go down there in the fall. Like, I don't know. Do you fish, dude? You ever want to go fucking fishing? I've fished some. I haven't fished since I was a kid. Um, when I went down there last, we took a charter out. Um, we didn't go. We stayed inland, but we went out and fished some. It was all right. I want, um, I want to get some red drum. And I like two years ago, I was supposed to go down there and it just kind of fell through. Mm-hmm. I think Gabby was pregnant or something was we going We didn't catch on. much. We caught stupid. They're called ribbon fish. Yeah. They're like, they're only like four or five inches wide. They're about three, four feet long. But what we found out like after the charter was done, he's like, oh, you guys caught like six of them. Cool. We found out later. They're fucking bait fish, man. They catch them in bulk just to feed other fish to catch them. Yeah. So it was, it was a shitty charter we did. Yeah. We yeah. ended up getting refunded half of it. But uh, there's a lot down there, man. Yeah. So if you go down there in the fall... You can catch red drum, which are like these big fish with the fucking spot on the tail. And apparently it's good eating. Okay. So I've been chasing them for years now. Every time we go on vacation down there, though, it's the end of the summer Mm -hmm. and the water's too fucking warm. Not the right season. Yeah, it's not the right season. So they're not there. So you got to go there in the shitty cold weather. Fishing is always like that, though. Fishing is cold fucking weather sport, man. But um, so from going on the beach, the moral of this whole story anyway, because I get sidetracked very fucking easily. That's fine. Is that when you go on sand, you got to fucking drop your air pressure in your tires. And guys don't know that, especially like from New York or Philadelphia. When I go to Delaware, like to Three R's or, um, you know, Key Box Road or whatever the fuck it's called down there near Indian River Inlet. Dude, all the time I'll have to pull people out yeah. because they just don't know that you're supposed to drop your fucking tire pressure down to like 15 PSI. And, and they don't get it. So yeah, they you wanna, dig fucking holes. You want to balloon the tire out to get some traction over the sand. Yeah. And they run street tires with full 38 pounds of pressure, which is like a pizza cutter. Yeah. And they go right through it and You're bury. just digging fucking holes, man. You know? So uh, so that's like, uh, I don't know, man. That's like the big thing that I always noticed. You know, tourists that got a, like a mild four-wheel drive, like a Honda CRV or something. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. They're selling, t- there's, a, there's a new CRV off-road package now. Really? They have one for sale at the Honda dealership near uh, near us, up where I live. And uh, it's got knobby tires. It's lifted a little bit. It's got black wheels. I'm like, that's a fucking CRV with a CVT trans. And you want to go off-road? No, I ain't doing that. Yeah, you'll you'll well, avoid warranty day one. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's a sales pitch. It's oh, a yeah. gimmick. The it's, to take your fa- it's to take your family like camping, I guess. Dude, real off-road. Yeah, I know. When, when they go to like a mildly gravel yeah. fucking road, you know? Like, oh my God, we drove it up this gravel road. We, put, we had to put it in four-wheel drive. Did you really? Yeah. Did you really have to put it in four-wheel drive? You know? So um, I really think that, um, I think that the off-roading thing is becoming very popular right now. Especially I'm, I'm in five different clubs, man. It's fucking Dude, ridiculous. Jeep is like huge, you know? Like Jeep, Jeep, like, uh, it, I think it's always been a very popular thing, but it's getting even more popular that, that people are starting to realize. Like, I don't know, man, like, Looking as at the volume sold, once they switched from the TJ to the body style, I have the JK, it exploded. 
Yeah. In 2007, when they came out with that first JK, it fucking erupted. I think the four-door thing made a big deal, too. Oh, definitely, because you, you can know? now take your family. Yeah. It's not... Well, yeah. I mean, yours has back seats. Technically, you could have back seats, but Dude, they're, they're not real. Yeah. I have actual... You can f put five adults in my Jeep, which yeah, is I crazy. Mean, Dude, once upon a time, what you had to do is... Like, my Jeep is a YJ. It's from 1988. What guys would do is they would literally cut the frame and the body behind the fucking door lines. Dovetail it. And they would just fucking stretch it. They would stretch the thing. Oh, you're talking it, the opposite. Okay. Yeah, no, they would stretch it so that they could get more, you know, like a, a longer wheelbase, yeah. which is good for off-road. But but also, like, I know guys that have YJs that are cut and stretched just for the sake of getting their family in there and going and playing well, on the rocks. What Jeep did to help with that was once they had the TJ model, then they created the LJ, which was the extended TJ. Yeah. So they made a longer wheelbase and put an, a little bit more of a seat back there, which is, it's still the same width as a TJ, but it's just longer. But it yeah. actually gave you a trunk spot because the rear seat's behind yours, dude. You could put like, what, two school bags? Yeah, I don't know, man. I normally take the rear seat. Yeah, out. I know. Last time we wheeled, yeah. you just had all your shit back there. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to put the rear seat back in there and some seat belts so that, like, the goal is, is I want to be able put to the take, kid in there, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to take the wife and the kid and, and actually go play at Roush Creek or AAA. Oh, what the fuck's it called? I always fuck this AOAA. Anthracite off road. Uh, Dude, something they could come up with a fucking name, man. Like you fucking guys drive me nuts with this shit. I'm never gonna remember that. It's too many letters. Too I'm many actually, letters. I'm trying to convert my Jeep to third robe so I can fit all my kids because I have four kids and my wife. We can't all fit. There's six of us. My yeah. Jeep only holds five. Sit them on the sit them on the hood. I'm not doing that. Ratchet shit. straps, man. Ratchet straps. But you can actually convert mine <laughs> to a third row Jeep, and yeah. it's removable, so I can still take it out and run to the store and run around town like normal. And then when I want to go off road with the kids, put the third row in so we can actually all fit. So what's it got, a tailgate that drops down? Or no, my, mine swings open, but what you actually do is you buy a rear seat from a two-door JK. Okay. And there's brackets made by TerraFlex that bolt to my floor, and it lets the seat snap in the front and then click down. And then you have regular seat, and it still it, uh, coincides with my soft top and all that. So as really? Long as you it's run still a, inside there? As long as you run a standard soft top. If you run a slant back, you can't because that's where you would sit. Yeah. So it does put it real close to the rear tailgate, and, and you have very minimal storage. But I can put two more people back there. It's a legit two-seater backseat out of a two-door JK. Well, especially for your your two youngest, you know. You the, I would put the littler ones back there just for sizing. Yeah. But like, you know, there's there's people arguing with me on Jeep sites about that too. They're like, oh, you're gonna put your kids back there. That's where it crumples in if you get on an accident. I'm like, don't get in an accident. Well, not only that, <laughs> like you could get in an accident at any time. Yeah. And this is coming from a Jeep guy who yeah. runs with no doors. I'm like, you think that's safe, asshole? You're yeah. talking about me putting my kids back there? Why don't you just mind your business? Yeah, dude. The moral of taking your doors off is to kind of breathe a little bit. Feel Which the, isn't even feel fucking the legal wilderness, here. you know? Like, so, I don't know, man. To me, like, do what Anyone you, listening, you know. I will say, like, you can think we're Jeep douchebags. Take a ride in one with no doors on top and tell me how you feel afterwards. Yeah, man. It's calming. It's relaxing. The wind in your hair. You don't even listen to the radio because you can't fucking hear it. I'll tell you what. I might go take my Jeep for a ride right now. Uh, Fuck it. The noise of the tires, the wind in your hair, and just people buzzing by. Like, I, I mean, even our last trip. we went And they're going to buzz by because... You're not going over 60 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yours probably does. I can go 70. Gotta, yeah, you got That's a modern it. Jeep. Mine does 70, uh, but it shakes tremendously, and I think I'm going to die. Yeah, you're like a <laughs> rocket launching. But then again, I have no sway bars, no... Uh, Drag links. I have nothing. You're also on all leaf springs. Yeah, leaf totally springs all the ride. way around. The thing fucking floats all over the highway. But I'm saying last time <laughs> we went, we had, what, six Jeeps or whatever it was. And our little convoy, when we were on the highway in Jersey, 
I don't know how many families are going by waving to me. Old yeah. women, old men, kids, yeah. anything. It's just, it's an attraction because you know why? you'll even see get, like, rich guys now who drive BMWs. They have a Jeep on the weekend. Yeah, but you know why, Scott? Because Jeeps are awesome, and I don't cool. give a fuck what these morons say. So the other Scotty that thinks that we're a bunch of douchebags, listen, cocksucker, it's because <laughs> you can't have one. I have one. You can come sit in the passenger seat. Scotty's got one. He's got three seats around him. You can sit in any one of them. Come have some fun, little fella. Well, that's why I, I offer... Dennis, if he ever gets his fucking license back, has one. Yeah, you got a yeah. YJ ready to go. Yeah. I'm just talking like anyone who, who wants to comment about the Jeep thing... Quoting a friend from when I was little, Billy Hale, don't knock it till you tried it. Yeah. Like, you can comment you want that we're douchebags or whatever because the Jeep Wave and all that gray shit, like, everyone buys one and puts all the stuff on it doesn't actually off-road. There are some of us that actually off-road. Yeah. I will go to the supermarket and then I later that day, we could be buried in five feet of mud. I don't know, man. I think at the end of the day, a Jeep is, I think a Jeep is one of the most American vehicles out there in the sense that, like... They're still built here. Well... I'm not even talking about that. I just mean culture-wise. Oh, yes. Culture-wise... Well, the hardcore guys, too. The Jeep won the war because of the Jeep. You know, like, the yeah. war was won because of the Jeep and all that bullshit. But, I mean, ultimately, though, like, when you go around the world, when you talk about Americans, you think about pickup trucks and cheeseburgers and fucking Jeeps and shit. Like, dude, there are certain things, symbols... Yeah. ...that Americans are known for. A fucking Jeep is an American mm -hmm. fucking vehicle. That's why the shape of the Jeep hasn't really changed much because it's like a Harley. It's like a fucking Harley. It's like the, the four-door version, or not four-door, the um, four-wheel version of a Harley. A Harley is a very classic bike. It's got a particular look. They don't stray from that too much because that's what people want. It's, it's a thing. Well, you know? people also, too, the people who are against them, I'll say, um, they look at it and they think that it's like gimmicky or cliche or like a toy because the insides don't look flashy, but they're not meant to be flashy. All of the money and technology that they developed with these things is in the drivetrain. It's for you to crawl over rocks or go through sand or go through mud or go through yeah, water. But, but anybody that criticizes a Jeep, first of all, either one, they're not going off-road. And if they are off-road guys and they don't like Jeeps, so what do they like? What's the competition to a fucking Jeep? You gonna go buy a Toyota fucking uh, FJ Cruiser or a fucking? We'll walk all like, over um, FJs, but you know, like what's that? We'll walk all over FJs, but yeah, comparable things you're talking about is you have to find so a like hardcore a, Toyota guy, like so, like a Toyota a or like maybe an old a Suzuki body. Samurai. Those or, things are cool. Um, they're cool, but but what I'm saying is is you're not gonna get it from a Ford or Chevy guy. So so a Ford or Chevy guy, what do you got? You got an old school Bronco? I mean, them things are forty thousand fucking dollars right now. So, but not only that, they're full know, size. How big they are and the turning radius nah, and they're top the, heavy. I'm talking about the original like Bronco ones. Oh, like, oh, like yeah. a seventies Bronco. Yeah, so they're badass. Listen, oh, there's so much money though. That, that's the point. So my yeah. the moral of what I'm saying is is Bang for, for your fucking twenty five hundred bucks, we could go right now on Facebook Marketplace and find a fucking Jeep, and then in ten minutes. After we switch the tags over, be we riding could be over something. in the fucking woods playing in the mud. Yeah. So what are you going to do that with? You're going to go take a fucking Toyota pickup truck. You got to do a bunch of shit. You got to lift it the fuck up. You know, like you got to go find. I don't think they came with straight axles after a certain year, right? Of what? The Toyota pickup trucks. I'm not a big Toyota guy. I don't, I don't know. know. No, they, they they're have pretty badass. They have straight like axles now because like the Tundras have like Dana 60s and 80s in them and shit. Are guys putting them in there? Or no, is that they come it, with it. In the, the Toyota, front? The, I don't know about the front. I know about the back. Because that yeah. was Toyota when they came out with the new Tundra. Their flagship big commercial was it pulling a fucking jet. Yeah, but that's 
That's listen. I'm talking, but it does have like a Dana 80 in the back. Yeah, so that's also. I don't know what's up front though. That's the diesel Mm -hmm. they're talking about. The Toyota Tundra with a 5.7 gasoline engine. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I I could see that. I mean, a Dana 60 or 80 is is the same as what's in like a Dodge 2500 or a Chevy 2500. But what you're saying though is Jeep versus other cultures, people are knocking us. But they have to spend more money or time or effort to do what we do, and then. But that's another downside that they think about it. Oh, you just buy a Jeep and you can you you know, every guy's the same, and we're not all the same. I'm just saying, pound for pound, when you look at off-road vehicles for your buck, yeah. around the world, even around the world, when we compete against other vehicles out there from around the world, so what do you have? Like you have the uh, the Land Cruiser, you got the fucking uh, Land Cruisers are cool. You know they're cool. Um the the Land the Land Rover Defenders. Okay, so Land they're, Rover they're Defenders out of England. Australia. That's an off-road. Yeah, they use them a lot in Australia. Yeah, so that's an English English vehicle. Um, but anyway, to in, lift In the them Asian up, market, they have like Dahatsu and stuff. Yeah, so to lift all these things up, though, to get them... They spend more money on just getting to where we are to start with by the purchase price of our vehicles. And that's what my, that's what my point yeah. is. You know, at the end of the day, a Jeep is a cheap. It's a beater. It's like, it's like the everyday, you can find it, fuck it up. And send it down the road, the frame will rot out from underneath you, and you can still drive it down the fucking road. I know, because mine has plenty of patches all over it. I nicknamed my fucking Jeep Patches. Nice. Because of all the weld patches all over this fucking thing. My wife and kids named mine the Beast. Yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, like, um, the parts are readily available, and there's so many of them. There's so many different body styles and configurations you can get. Like, uh, I believe your year style also came with a, a 2.5 four-cylinder. Yeah. And then there was also that, there was also a six cylinder. So like when it comes to modifying, like I know YJ's pretty well. I've owned two of them now or three. I don't even know anymore. But uh, so the YJ with the 2.5, the reason that is a desirable Jeep is because Had the 410 gears. 410 gears. So they guys- to compensate will, for the lack of power. Yeah, man. So guys will like snatch them fucking gears out of there or the, the axles and put them into yep. one with a straight six. Me, I got a mixed match of everything. I mm-hmm. actually have 410 gears in mine. I have a more modern, I think it's a 96 or 94, I can't remember anymore, out of a, what did it come out of? A 94 Cherokee, four liter. So is that? Fuel injected. Is that like a Dana 30? No, but, no, no. I'm, with I'm saying. Gears? Oh, so yeah, Dana 30s. I got a Dana 30 up front, a 35 in the back okay. currently. Um, both are open. Which, dude, I made it down the black trail with open fucking gears, 33s. Don't knock that, man. I got a buddy, Ricky, with an XJ, two-door XJ, and he's still running open diffs, and he does red trails. Yeah. Like, red's above black. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Watching him, and it's it's about driver awareness, you being in tune with your Jeep and knowing how to conquer that axle, or that obstacle, I mean, and the path. Plus the flex. Like, if you allow your vehicle to flex real good over them rocks, and you know that this wheel's going to get the traction... You're all right. You'll, you'll be all right. Yeah, like Ricky, Ricky's not... He used to have a huge lift, and then he actually lowered it. He's running 35s on a two-door XJ, and he can crawl over... He will destroy me. And yeah. my Jeep is technically more advanced than his. He will kill me. And it's just because of him being in tune with his Jeep. The Jeep's built to do that job. Like, he doesn't even drive it on the road much anymore. But, like, I still have to drive mine to the supermarket. Yeah. So I do. But, like, I love that thing, man. I, I've done black trails with that thing. I've taken the kids on, you know, fire roads and green trails and they love it. That's why I love my Jeep because I can throw all of my kids in my Jeep and go hit trails. That's awesome. Yeah. Because before it was like, if you have a YJ or a TJ, you can only take a buddy. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be ready to bounce your ass off. Well, that's... 
It's part of Jeepin. That's what it is, man. You know? But that was the beginning of this statement was me offering for people like, try it before you knock it. Yeah. Go cruising one, man. If you know a buddy, go, go tag a log on and go off-roading. Yeah. Why not? I think lose? anybody that enjoys automobiles mm-hmm. should try them all. You know? Even if you I endure w- just the out- even if you just enjoy the outdoors, go try it. Well, I we've mean, seen some crazy shit wheeling, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That blue that blue lake thing we came across. Oh yeah, yeah. All yeah, the yeah. different like scenic things we've been down, like where it's just two miles of straight trees that are taller than buildings we normally encounter and shit. Like I think most people though, uh, well not most people, but like a lot of people, we're we're we live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, so we have a lot of friends that are kind of like uh, urban lifestyle, suburban lifestyle. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, dude, I remember the first time I brought you guys up to Hazleton, you guys, well, not you particularly, but like Hans and Dennis yeah. and some other guys, they were terrified, dude. They were fucking scared out of their minds to sleep at night because nah, they man. thought that the mountain people were going to butt fuck them and rape them or the fucking bears were going <laughs> to eat them. Dude, even to this day, listen, you want to hear a funny fucking story, Scott, to this day. So I have Can we now, pause? what's that? Can we pause? Yeah, yeah. Um... All right, so we took a little momentary uh, piss pause there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, no worries. So I don't really remember where we left off at, but anyway, we're we're Jeep guys. We have Jeeps. Uh, I participate in the Jeep wave. I don't think you do. I do. I do, yeah. I'm not a dickhead about it, you know. If somebody waves at me, I'll definitely wave back, but sometimes I I do forget, you know. I drive so many different vehicles. Dude, I own seven... Seven cars now, I think. Yeah, or, and I can't uh, imagine that, like, while you're cruising in the Crown Vic. Dude, I have a few times. Like, if I was driving my Jeep all day long, and then I jump back in my truck or my car, and somebody, like, I don't even, pit, I'm like, oh, oh, fuck, I just waved at some guy. I don't even know. Well, that's He's- where uh, my wife and kids catch me all the time, because uh, <clears throat> one of my twins, Lily, she's uh, five, but she's the ringleader, man. She hangs out of the Jeep to wave to people, and if they don't wave, she's like, Dad, they didn't wave. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> all right, cool. And then they point out like every Jeep we pass and stuff like that. But then what they do do is when we're in the minivan cruising all together, they're like, dad, there's a Jeep, but don't wave. I'm like, thanks, honey. <laughs> so like, it's funny because they always remind me like not to wave at people because I do it all the time. I'll be in my work truck driving, waving at Jeeps. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what's cool, man? I think it's pretty neat that we're raising our kids. Like I'm so excited to take my kid to the garage with me and show her like what I do and have them participate well my child i only have one right now we'll see we'll see things could change you know i got a fucking army man yeah dude but condoms are cheaper than kids well yeah but you know what dude (laughs) like you'd love it listen ultimately we joke but but you know that you love your family yeah there's struggle to having a family this large and doing this many things but yes i love it i love every one of my kids i wouldn't want to have less of them i just would wish that it wasn't hard to supply everything for them so Yeah. yeah Well, Feeding yeah. six people, that's not easy, man. Man. Because I, I, I listen to people complain and talk about their lives and either they don't have kids or they have like a dog or they live at home or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I got a wife and four kids, dude. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I got two dogs and a cat. So like, yeah, we have a big family. I might have chosen this lifestyle or we accidentally got into this lifestyle, but who cares? Whatever it is, I'm not complaining about it. I love it. Yeah, but you know what, man? I think that that's... Uh like there's something to be said about just like you like you so so I'm like I'm trying to comment on the fact that you said that you might have chose this lifestyle. It doesn't matter. So I had like a debate with a friend mm-hmm. 
uh, not a debate, but like a conversation about, uh, I was making fun of somebody and it kind of backfired on me. And, uh, it was a single mom from this area, okay. you know, and she's like, I didn't choose to live like this. And, and like, that's debatable, but at the end of the day, really what I think people are forgetting is that what are you doing about your life right now? Yeah. So like you have all these kids, you have a wife, you have dogs, a cat, you know, like, but you work your nuts off. Because it, it it's it's it doesn't matter if you chose or didn't choose or it, the past is the past. Yeah. You got a fucking family. My reason for those comments you know? though is because I actually have family members that have commented to me, oh well you chose this. So that what that means to me from them is I'm not allowed to complain about it. Yeah, so what you're you're enslaved for the rest of your life. Kinda, you that's can't... what that's how they view it though. Like, oh you picked this, you can't complain once. Fuck and I'm not that. trying to. But at the same time, like you can keep your shit up if you want, I'll just not fucking talk to you. You know what's awesome about my wife is that like I told her so many times now, look, I'm okay. Dude, Gabby's a rock star dealing with like people like you and me. (laughs) So like so many times I've told her if I need to sell some shit off, I will. Mm -hmm. If I have to sell some stuff, I can get rid of the Malibu because I haven't even touched it Mm -hmm. yet. So that's a quick, easy one. But then like if, if I was broke as a motherfucker and lost my job or something like that, the rest of this shit can go too. I yeah. will sell the Jeep, the truck, the trailer, the fucking toys, everything. It can all go. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I will fucking... I am okay with struggling to take care of my family because... Our women and children come first, man. That's the way it is. But on the same token, my wife is awesome because she's like, fuck that. We can afford this stuff. The Malibu doesn't cost us nothing. It sits under a tarp over there at my shop. Yeah, I mean, it's not doing. It's Why not costing you one dollar. Yeah. Why sell it? Yeah. You, if I don't own Unless it, or you got into a pinch it. and you needed the cash, but if yeah. you don't, it's not costing you one dollar. But right now, I mean, it's not that I'm fucking broke. I mean, we got money. We're doing all right. You know, we we're working on some things. There's no reason to sell it. And my wife encourages what I do. It's it's kind of crazy. Like obviously, there are certain times. Right now, we're working on purchasing our forever home that we're going to live awesome. in. And the only way to do that. Is that we got to tighten up ship. Yeah. No, we can't be buying car Manage parts money. right now. You know, that's just the way it is. So. Well, that's what I love about my wife too. Like, she's a rock star with that stuff. As long as the bills are paid, I don't care. But that's the thing is making sure the bills are paid. Six people, home, all that shit. Yeah, dude. You got to make sure that shit's in order. Yeah, I mean, you can't be going fucking default on your goddamn mortgage payments, but you got the baddest fucking Chevelle out there, you know? Yeah, like- <laughs> that's, that's not how it goes. And that's where before toys went because... The first kid was coming and all that shit. You can't be trying to fuck around if you can't even provide food for your kid. But yeah, cool, man. I got a new turbo. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, asshole. I yeah. hope she sits in the back starving while you're flying on a highway. Yeah, man. But I don't know. It's just, I know people will comment like thinking like, uh, think like they think we think we're better than people because we're doing stuff. But no, it's like a struggle that we've been going through for 20 years. Yeah. But I think, so the, the whole thing, the toys that we have, the toys that we have. Now, granted, I'm a guy that just recently had a child, so yeah. it's easy for me to have a lot of toys. I've established myself in a pretty great career, and I work things out so that I could afford these toys. Yeah. Not only that, I don't have no car payments. Everybody wants to look at me and go, dude, what the fuck? How does he have seven cars? Yeah. I have seven cars that I bought. Not one of them costed more than $5,000. So you're, so you're talking saved- you have less in those seven than most people have in one. Yeah. So instead of making a $900 a month fucking payment on a brand new 2019 Dodge Ram 2500 with a fucking giant ass Cummins diesel in it, with a fucking six inch lift kit and fucking yeah. giant ass tires under it. It's like having another mortgage. Yeah, dude. Instead of having that, 
what I did is I went out and bought a fucking old ass pickup truck and I took care of it. And then I bought an old ass Grand Marquis yeah. with low mileage That's and I drive that motherfucker around. And then my Jeep was a rusty piece of shit that I bought up my cousin and I fixed this motherfucker and I made it the way I wanted it. Yeah. So, you know, like there's compromise. It's not that I'm, I'm not a fucking millionaire. I'm yeah. not even close to a fucking millionaire. I'm just a fucking peasant from You're Delco. a thousandaire. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm excited when I got a grand in my pocket. What the fuck, man? I'm going to buy some used shit off of eBay now. So, uh, but prioritizing, man, you know, in the hot rod world, um, I just don't want people to comment and think something like don't don't have a mind frame man like don't be mad at me because of your situation yeah but you know what dude there's always going to be rivals there's always going to be shit talkers there's always so a guy that's talking shit oh you jeep guys you know like that favorite word that guys use that nobody wants to admit they'll call us fags yeah you guys are fags you guys got jeeps you're fags nobody like i know that we're in the politically correct world right now but it's a sensitive word listen I accept it. I'm a Jeep fag. I love that shit, dude. <laughs> I love it like homosexual men love penis. I can't get enough of that shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good. I hope you, you deep throat that lifestyle. Yeah, man. So, but there's there's always going to be shit talkers. That's well, Pat Williams said that. You need haters. Dude, especially in the car world. <laughs> the reason I wanted to do this show in particular is because I think that there's so much varying opinion and I think... Well, everyone thinks it's their way or no way. Like, and everything they like is great and everything you like is fucking shit. Dude, so... Why, why not just love everything? Even culturally, we can be different. I, listen, I think that you and I are good for this particular show because we're pretty open-minded. Mm-hmm. I am not into donk rides or nope. low riders with hydraulics, but I appreciate it for what it is. I went through an airbag phase. I can go and talk to these guys and, and like check out their cars and see what they do. Okay, that's what you do, man. But what you're doing is you're appreciating what they built. They put time into that, man. They made that. Dude, I was in El Paso, what, like a year and a half ago to visit my cousin down there. And uh, we were walking through this parking lot. Shout out to PJ Blend. Yeah, (laughs) cuzzo. That's you, man. (laughs) Doing good, man. Dude, the guy's doing fucking good, man. He's doing real good. Yeah, I see him fucking golfing all the time. Son of a bitch. Yeah, He's got really. a hard life. <laughs> Lifestyles that are rich and famous. That's the only patch of grass in all of El Paso, by the way. Yeah, and he golfs on it. <laughs> yeah, he's over there kicking fucking little tiny golf balls around with it. But uh, so we were walking through this parking lot, mm-hmm. and we came across this uh, 80s body style Grand Prix. Okay. That had a lowrider fucking set up on it with little tiny Daytons. Okay. And hydraulics and, and like, you know, like... So, dude, I asked him. I walked right up to this guy. He didn't know me from a can of fucking paint. I'm like, listen, buddy, I'm a car guy, and I'm from Philadelphia, and I've never in my fucking life seen an actual low rider with hydraulics. So, like, no? do you mind? Like, not in real life. Like, not right like an in, actual hydro car? Yeah, like, not right dude, in front of Dude, they're crazy. There's so dude, much technology so this in them guy, things. This guy started, like, fucking flexing the car out and, like, driving around and mm-hmm. showing off and doing what he's doing. Dude, I wouldn't build one. But I, I see. You can what, appreciate it. I understand what they're yeah. doing, and I respect this. This is their culture, and that's why I want to call this car culture. Because like maybe in the future, you know, we'll sit down and discuss like um, black guys like big four door cars. Not all of them, but but there is a culture of black men that like big four door cars and big rims, and I respect that. Not my particular thing. I'm all about the. It's not for me, but I can definitely understand. 
But I'll tell you what, some of these dudes got some nasty cars too because I've watched videos of the donk rides mm. where they have like turbo LSs in them yeah. and they're drag racing these cars. These See, that's dudes the thing. are fucking nuts, yeah. dude. You take that lifestyle car and you swap out like the wheels and the suspension and it's a race car. Yeah. 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 So like I dig it. I think I think this is the kind of show that we can all agree, no matter who you are, no matter what ethnicity or religion. I mean, dude, there's guys in Saudi Arabia that are drifting cars around like shitty cars. They'll take them out on these sandy roads and just fucking drift them. Oh, I watched some of that shit. Dude, they do like 360s at 100 miles an hour. They're doing up on the two wheels, taking the wheels off while they're fucking fucking riding and shit. nuts, dude. Listen, if I had an unlimited budget, I would fly us the fuck out there to go play with them dudes. (laughs) They're crazy. You know? They're they're in an SUV up on two wheels, and then six dudes climb out of the doors, take their wheels off while they're driving on the other side, and then put them back on. Fucking nuts, dude. And that's something they do out there. That's a show. In Australia, they built these huge horsepower, huge torque cars, but they don't drag race them. They do smoky burnout contests, and they just do just wild screaming-ass burnouts, and they wind these fucking cars out, you know? Yeah. So, like, to me, like, I don't know, man. I'm fascinated. I think it says something about your culture. I think it says something about who you are. The car you choose to drive... I think says a lot about you. you and know? then I think what to go with that too, though, is did you build it or buy it? Well, so that's Because I can appreciate something. the car. Yeah, but that's. But if you bought this vehicle like that, don't try impressing me that you did it. Now, that's a different thing. But I also think that that still says something about you. Yeah. I think some guys do appreciate cool cars. There's definitely guys out there that are like, listen, I love the brand new. 2019 SRT8 Challenger Hellcat. I want that fucking car. Yeah. And I respect that. that, It's a nasty car. It is a fucking awesome automobile. But you can usually tell that this is the kind of guy that doesn't want to wrench. Or doesn't know how to wrench. My comment of built not bought is like, say you come up to that lowrider and that dude just bought it last month like that. And then he's trying to tell you, yeah, I did this and I did that. You don't need to fake it and show off, man. Like, let's, I can appreciate the car. Well, and you, so, can, you can kind of weed that out when you talk to them because you can realize that they don't know the fuck they're talking about. Well, so that's, listen, you're always going to have an imposter. Yeah. You're going to have that. Dude, I go to car shows all the time where some old guy is sitting in front of an old rat rod or hot rod. And I mean, that's my class. This is the guy I'm competing yeah. with. And some artisan, some creator, like skilled fabricator built this nasty fucking car. And it is beautiful. But I'm going to lose to him today. Because he went out and just spent twenty five grand and yeah. bought this fucking thing, even though me and my dad just built this car for the last five fucking years. Yeah, you in know, a like, yeah. So you're always gonna have that issue. Yeah, but that's the flexing of money versus respect of what you've done. But it's I, I get it. It's a culture difference. Yeah, so, but that also says something about you. Like at the end of the day, when I see a guy at a car show and he says that, yeah, I bought the car like this. The conversation's over at that point. What yeah, the fuck else? But at am least I he didn't try to about? fake it like he built it. He at least openly told you, "Yeah, I bought it like that." Okay, cool. I can yeah. I can respect that at least too. Yeah. You, you're telling me, all right, no problem. It's not yeah. like we're gonna have much to talk about, but at least I know you bought it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's right. But anybody that tries to bullshit you and say that like they did this or did that, especially in a street racing world, you get a lot of dipshits like that. I mean, you and I have seen that down at the races plenty of fucking times, where some kid will swear that he. He's got this or that. Yeah. Hell, I've been that guy. I've been that guy. Oh, my God, I did this. You didn't do shit, dude. It's a fucking 
bone stock ass. Yeah, it's SRT, got a fork hand. You know, it's got a fucking, <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking Dodge Neon with a two liter in it, you know? <laughs> Sorry, dude. You put a throttle body spacer on it. What did you gain? Fucking half a horsepower, you know? Maybe. Like, not even. <laughs> you might have lost some fucking torque, you know? But um, car culture, man, I think automobiles say so much about us, you know? Even nerdy people that don't like cars, if they drive a hybrid or a Tesla or whatever, there's so much we could talk about. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know, man. Anyway, uh, we're, we're almost pushing two fucking hours Jesus. now. Jesus. Yeah, dude. We got about an hour and 46 minutes here. Nice. So, like, I mean, we can cut it short, dude. We got so much we could talk about. Goals and aspirations. We could bring up different cars. I just mentioned an all-electric car, the Tesla. We can Dude, discuss there's so that. much to talk about with that alone. Elon Musk is on so many shows, and I listen to a lot of stuff and follow him. He's crazy with the shit he's doing. He's about to release a pickup truck. Sorry, I was taking a sip. Let me comment on what Elon Musk is calling a pickup truck. Under 50 grand supposedly competes with the Ram. All electric. No. Let me get closer to the microphone so you can hear me clearly. <laughs> no. I saw that egg-shaped fucking round object that looks like the fantasy future version of what a Chevy Avalanche would be. And no, I'm not impressed. To me, a Chevy Avalanche isn't a pickup truck either, though. Just because it's got a little four-foot bed in the back of it, I don't call that a pickup truck. You know, it needs to be able to haul some fucking cargo. What? Now, do do the power plants that are in them things have a lot of torque and power? Yes. Tesla has proved itself. Yeah, that new P100S or whatever it is, it's a rocket ship. It's like 1.3 seconds, zero to like 80 or something. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I just, uh, I'm not ready for electric. I'm not ready for well, it. Well, listening to other podcasts, and we're not going to mention names, but like listen to them, like one of them personally owns one. That new one, the P100 or whatever it is, has an autopilot mode, man. You just sit back and it drives for you. It will switch lanes for you. It asks you if you want it to, but like literally it has an autopilot mode. Not just these things you see on commercials now with like it parks itself for you like Audi. No, this Tesla like straight up autopilots. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine giving that kind of power to a machine. Yeah, I'm not ready for that, man. I, I'm not, um, uh, I'm, I'm like avoiding that. You know, to me, I just don't think that humans are, are prepared for that. Plus, I think um, I think they're causing they're going to cause themselves some headaches with that one. You know, you can have it in autopilot all you want. But at the end of the day, you can't stop human error, especially no, if the, see, other the machine cars... will always make the right decision. The problem is it's around other people. Yes. And that to me is going to be until problem. it's all machines or all people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so like if that car gets cut off by somebody else. And then the person inside that car that was on autopilot fucking dies, which I think eventually will happen. It's going to happen. And Tesla is going to have, or whoever designed it or whoever's putting this out, is going to have a real fucking problem on their hands of like who is liable for that. Yeah, because the insurance company is not going to hear some bullshit about a car. It's yeah. your fucking insurance. It's your responsibility. Well, so like there's, there's jokes going around now on Facebook, memes about people falling asleep in their cars because the car is on autopilot. What happens? So if the person in there is passed the fuck out asleep, then the insurance ain't going to pay out when they get in an accident and fucking die. Yeah, what are you blaming a robot? Well, they're going to say that the person should have been aware and paying attention, but the car's on auto autopilot. Yeah, and how quickly can you get it off of autopilot, take control, well, make sure a human decision? I'm sure it's cruise control. You just hit the park, you know, hit the brake or something. It probably pops right out, you know, but... Uh, that means you have to be fully aware, though, because if you're sitting on autopilot, that gives room for 
distraction. Now you're not. Um, now you're not even driving. I don't know. Crazy stuff. I'll tell you what, Scott. We've gone on a long time here. Yes, sir. I think we should cut it short, dude. Okay. I think leave uh, shit for next time. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I can't say when. You can't say when. But in the future, you will. We'll be figure back. it out. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks for coming in, man. Thank you, Chris. Have a good day.